welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow, and with me, as always, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Happy birthday. Happy 10th birthday for this podcast. Mm, what do you get for 10 again? What's the 10th anniversary thing you're meant to uh, um, give to a partner? Um, you get You get a free... You get a, a gold key into the rest of the comedy industry, and uh, we, ah. this is our apprenticeship done. That's it. Ten years in podcasting. That's uh, we've got our ticket now. We can have our own oh, wow. TV show. Yeah, wow, fantastic! I mm. can't wait to wrap up this recording and to answer the phone call from Channel Ten. Going, yep, dumb dumb live. We're getting you on the air. Uh, this is it, the big time. Don't don't forget. As soon as we finish, as soon as we hit um, stop on the record button, to Put all of your podcast machines in straight into the bin and put that bin yep. in the fire because it, that's it. We're Sayonara. done. Yep. Congratulations. Fantastic. This is, of course, the 10th anniversary episode of the Little Dum Dum Club. We put up the first episode this week, this exact week, 10 years ago. We strolled into a community radio station that stank of BO and had trash all over the floor with uh, Nick Cody, who we've sadly lost contact with. Uh, in the years since, um, Vale, Vale. Yeah, I think he got his Killed dick stuck himself. in a jet jet ski exhaust, and that uh, wiped him out um, about seven years ago. Real shame. Yep. Um, and yep. the rest of this episode is going to be a uh, a tribute to Nick Cody. We're going to look back on um, some of the some of the finest moments that he had on the air. There's uh, there's not much to we- choose from, so it's only going to be an 11 minute episode. Uh, this week, we're, we're, um, we're yeah. going to do a lot of WWNCD. What would Nick Cody do um, yep. throughout the last yep. ten years of history? Um, <laughs> what would he have done a different? What would he have done? You know, nine eleven, that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, which was only five years ago, I, I believe. Um, mm. So, yeah, man, ten years of ten years of 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 turning our friendship, Tommy, into a into a bit of an ordeal, turning it into yeah. really an just organizational like, nightmare. Mm. That is monetized. I don't really yeah. have. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have too many f- other friendships that are monetized. I have yeah, my friendship yeah. with the two other guys that I do another podcast with, and then that, and then that's it. There's no. Yeah. It'd be nice if, uh, yeah, I could just have one other friend that um, just pays me to hang out with them uh, without needing to record those interactions as well. That would be great. I, I kind of look at all my other friends now and kind of think. You know, when I'm hanging out with them, when I'm being funny with them, I think these guys are scabs. They're getting Cheap this for skates. free. I'm, I'm not getting anything out of this, anything yeah. out of this friendship. Any, I, I'm, I'm riffing. I'm, I'm making them laugh. Uh, I'm yep. looking around. There's not much of an audience. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, what's the point? What's the point yep. of this? I, I even have friends who I'm doing bonus interactions with too, just to try and, mm. you know, yeah, it's right. like, hey, you like the free interactions that we're having, the regular ones. Here's a bit of uh, – Here's a bit of, you know, extra sauce two times a week where, you know, it's a bit more in, it's a bit more, mm. you know, behind I, the curtain kind of stuff. And they're still, they're not ponying up anything. It's it's disgusting. I'll, I'll be with a mate at the pub and I'll be like really giving it a bit of large and they'll be like, what, what are you doing this for? And I'm like, well, you know, this is a live one. Like there's an audience. So you right, sort of right, got to right. play it up a little bit more. This isn't like a studio friendship. This is a yep. live friendship at the moment. So you've got yep. to be a bit more more up and about. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. To anyone listening who is a fan of this, who maybe has been uh, inspired and might be considering starting their own podcast, is that that's the thing that you've got to really think about. It really makes you look at all your other friendships completely differently. And yeah. in, in many cases, it's kind of not worth it. You just end up resenting yeah. all the other people that are around you. 
Yeah, that's right. There's a couple of friends I've really had to sort of cut off and they're like, well, I haven't heard from you. I'm like, it's just, you know, we're not rating. We're not getting a lot of response from this friendship. Um, yep. I'm making nothing out of this. It's sort of, yeah, it's taken me away from, from the money I'm making with other friends. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, thanks for thanks for helping me make money, Tommy. With this, thanks for uh, uh, and also it's a it's a it's a weird thing to have a monetized friendship, but not only that, but it's it, it's only monetized when we make other people watch us as well. Like other, we get other friends to come around and sort of sit there while we be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mean the guests? Like the guests have to kind of yeah. enter into this friendship with us yeah. for an hour. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like we're it's like we're sort of had this monogamous relationship, and then all of a sudden it's like we've gone super weird and gone. I want to get paid for this relationship, and I want to involve some other people. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like the two of us. Our friendship is the instrument, and then two other guests are the batteries. You know, so we get right. like. Blakey and Kappa, they're both a double A. We slot them in and then all of a sudden we're just juiced up and ready to go. That's the, Mm. you know, that's the power that gets us over the line. Yeah, yeah. And then, then of course, we get freaky and start charging people to come and watch our foursomes and fivesomes. um, Yeah, I mean, God, isn't this good stuff? We couldn't have done this back in 2010. That's a decade. That's a decade of experience under the belt right there. That's the kind mm. of riffing that you can do after a solid <laughs> 10 years that's, of once God. a fucking week. Yep, that's it. Um, yeah, go back and listen to the we, – we wouldn't even be able to liken our friendship to, to fucking 10 years ago, but that's that's what we've got under our belts now. Congratulations, dear listeners. Yep. Uh, thanks yep. to everyone who's been listening for 10 years. Thanks to everyone who we've picked up along the way. Particularly thanks to everyone who's uh, helped monetize this podcast. We would not be still doing this if um, somehow we hadn't become some to some form of success, for sure. Um, we're, we're loving it. We very much love the fact that we're our own bosses. We get to do whatever we want. Uh, we love all the feedback from you guys and the fact that we can do this for a living. So thank you very much to all mm-hmm. of you good people that have listened um, and, of course, all the guests uh, all the guests that you guys have found and attached yourselves to and, and, and help them along the way as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, everyone who's been to a live show, has bought merch, anything like that, we really appreciate it. And um, you're the reason we're still around doing this. The media platform leg up that is the Little Dum Dum Club. In many ways, uh, you know, having having the Little Dum Dum Club boys chuckle at a riff that you've done is sort of the modern-day Carson inviting you over to the couch after a stand-up set. Absolutely. That's the thing that makes the people at home go, i got to pay attention to this young Brett character who doesn't seem yeah. to be able to know how to spell or to speak yep. properly. I think, there's, exactly. I think there's something going on with this chap. Yeah, I mean the the big the big invite over to the couch. Like we've we, there's been some comedian, open mic comedian. We've noticed a particular disability that they have. We've laughed a lot at that, and they've gone, "Wow, yeah. this is my big break. I'm uh, <laughs> missing an arm, and these these guys just want to fucking absolutely destroy me for it." So God, great when you when you put it like that. This this is starting <laughs> to feel more like a war crimes tribunal than a celebration <laughs> of artistic expression over the last decade. <laughs> No, but um, yeah. Look, thanks. To, thanks. To, there's been a lot of great guests that have lowered themselves 
to us, to our level, and which we're very appreciative of. But again, mm. we've been very happy to do the opposite for other people and, um, you know, get people on that had no profile and expose you guys to them and all of a sudden they start getting good numbers at their live shows or downloads for their podcasts and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's been a beautiful little thing to get a, a little bit of love from people above us and to give back that love to the people below us, which, you know, that's that might seem natural to everyone at home, but a lot of people don't do that. It's been an absolute pleasure to be part of both uh, angles of that. Yep, for sure. And uh, we are going to be celebrating uh, over the next, what, like three hours or something? We've got a whole yeah. mess of friends of the show calling in uh, to hang out with us for a little bit. It's, uh, it's a real smorgasbord of uh, some of our favourites from over the years. Um, Absolutely. Both big uh, all, names all of, and uh, mates. All of our favourites, except the ones who didn't answer uh, text messages, who, who left us on mm, here we uh, go. red. <laughs> who left? thought that was going to yep. be the first thing you said. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, I've been good so far. All, all the people who left us on red. All, here are all these, all these people you're about to hear from are all people that replied to us like good people. So you mm. know that these are the good ones. Put these on your yeah. good list. If, if well, Santa, if you're listening to this podcast, you may deliver presents to these people. There's a couple that didn't reply and then just showed up in the Zoom meeting unexpectedly. I don't think it's fair to necessarily say that just because someone's on this episode, they replied to a message saying, yes, I can do it. Some of them... Some of them just hacked into the chat window at the last right. minute, so uh, you right, know I don't want right. to I don't want to cast any aspersions about the de- definitive link between being on this episode and responding to a text. Okay, message. so you're so to be clear, what's happening here is I'm saying all these people are good, and you're saying no, they're not. There's you pick the shit ones. There's a couple of dud uh, ones in here. No, I mean I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that they they you know maybe they operate in a different way. They um you know they have a different approach to saying yes or no. They like to they wanted to keep us on our toes. Uh, you know, we just take, we basically the way we've been doing this is we're just sitting on Zoom waiting for people to hop in and join us. We have no oh, some right. of these people we haven't even asked to be on. Some of them, right? Some of them just have a bit of a sixth sense that a recording is happening right now, and they're just gonna um, some some guess of these, at the Zoom link, put it into their browser, yeah. and then you know maybe they'll strike gold. Some of these are elite Zoom hackers. They just guessed yes. our meeting code. And got in there ourselves. So exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, right. Some some real flash mob podcasters. Yep. So uh, mm. yeah, you're gonna see um, you're gonna see a real mix. You're gonna in the next uh, few hours, you're gonna hear a mix of people that responded to a text and said yes, and uh, people that just are, are great at hacking in the mainframe. Maybe they're Hugh Jackman in Swordfish style, getting sucked mm. off while they're doing it. Um, yeah. Who's to say? Who's to say? And some of them are, are you know, Halle Berry from Swordfish, uh, just mm. sitting there topless while they're talking to us. So you, yep. you, yep. you pick which ones are which. You'd be the, yeah, you can be the judge. Without the visuals, you'll just have to, like, paint the picture uh, in your mm. mind of uh, Dave Anthony with a pair of just beautiful breasts as he's talking oh. to us. Spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> you, you're giving away. You're giving stuff away. All right, uh, well, hypothetically, let's, let's, hypothetically. Yeah. Right, right. Well, hold that thought. Um, well, I guess we're about ten minutes in. Let's um, let's crack in, Tommy. Let's. Uh, we've got a lot of guests to get through today, so um, let's let's crack in right now. All right, and joining us now we have 
from the dollop, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Yeah. USA. 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 You could tell Dave and I are in the same room with how in unison that was. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for respecting our rules that we always ask our guests. Please name the country you're in at the moment. We've done that for 10 years now. So thanks for thanks for going along with that rule. Well, how is your how was your shitty little dump of a country doing? Yeah. Uh, we're on top of the fucking world. Man, we're going we're gonna to vote Trump in as well. We're the same as you guys. Yeah. I we, don't know if you guys heard, but the uh, Summer Olympics were canceled. But when it comes to the COVID gold medal, I think we know who cleaned up. <laughs> Can we, I, I hear a lot about these mail-in votes in America. Can we mail a vote for Trump from here? Can we, Absolutely. Can we mail something yeah. in? It's yep. the, yes. Anybody can vote. Right. Great. It's, how you, yeah. it's the only way to rig the election properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can write in a vote on an official ballot paper. You should be able to write in a ballot paper that has yeah. someone from the real ballot paper on it, even if you're not from the country. Yeah. It should and, work and, both ways. And, That's right. and you get to vote in your answer. What you, I think you should get to write in your question as well. You, you could get do whatever yeah. with a ballot, I think. Make your own yeah. question. Yeah. Carl, is it still the case that if you lose the presidential election in the US, you become the Prime Minister of Australia? Is that still oh. the <laughs> Is that still what happens? Oh. That the get runner relegation. up gets to lead it's, Australia. It's the relegation system. Okay, that would right. make things very interesting. Like people Australia here love to get invested in it, America. but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd be a it lot more invested. So, it like, would please, so funny if if the runner up immediately was just like fuck and then started pounding a beer. Immediately. Here I go. Here I go. A bag yeah, of onions yeah. and a pint. <laughs> that would be so sick if we're all watching from here. Like. God, please, I hope America votes him in again. Please, please. (laughs) I just called the new president-elect Joe Biden. Let him know I congratulated him on winning the election. Obviously, it's January 20th. Melania and I will be headed to Australia. Where we will be in charge of that country. We're very excited. Seems like they have a lot of good things going on. I can't wait to piss all over that. Uh, very ex- I'm very excited about Nehru. I can do a lot of good work there. Nehru seems like a very fertile area. I'm really, dare I say, got a presidential hard on for what I could do in Nehru. Um, thanks for being part of our 10th anniversary special here. Um, Dave, personally, what, what were your highlights of, of our 10 years? Ugh. Uh, Has the I, line I dropped out? I can't hear Dave saying yeah. anything straight away. No, I think, he, he's there because he went screen's yeah. frozen. Yeah, we can see him <laughs> jumping up and down, uh, pump, pumping fists, but we can't yeah. hear what he's saying. Why is he yeah. showing his anus? <laughs> That's who he's voting for. <laughs> obviously, uh, obviously, pajamas. Uh, right, right, yeah, is t- really high up uh, as far as anything I've ever learned on a podcast. <laughs> That's highlights and, uh, of comedy in general, I believe, in Australia. That's what we call <laughs> the best moments yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah. Dave, and, then, uh, and then I would say I would say one of the post post uh, festival shows, the one in which everyone got naked uh, and and was doing the uh, stage oh, that's uh, right. the crowd surfing. Crowd yeah. Crowd yeah. Surfing. I, was th- I was actually thinking you're making something up for, for comedy, but then I was like, oh, no, that's what happened. I forgot. <laughs> that's our real lives, yeah. Dave, I'm with you. The pajamas is a highlight, but I think you're forgetting one of the things that makes the pajamas story so great, not only the hearing of it on the podcast, but the fact that Carl and I had flown to Sydney for probably about an hour and a half all up to see you guys to <laughs> to hear and 
and tell that story, which makes the whole thing that little uh, bit oh. more deranged, I reckon. And you're, forgetting, you're forgetting one other little mo- part of that yes. story is that Ronnie yes. Chang paid Ronnie for Chang us to paid do that. For it. <laughs> and <laughs> on top of that, that you guys missed your flights home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Not just right. the story itself. Oh. It's like the whole, everything oh. surrounding the telling it was a, the story it was is equally a cultural touch point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weren't you guys like just off your flight from America or something? Like you were fresh yeah. into the country, so you're just jet lagged yeah. as all shit. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, oh, we had a nightmare travel day, and you guys were like, hold our beer. <laughs> and then and yeah. Tommy missing his flight like that. I mean, then it then it it was sort of like it caught like a virus because then Dave Anthony like missed his flight to Koh Samui. So mm, it was this yeah. weird. Tra- That's it was, right. It was yeah. literally a travel I'm bug. Still, yeah, yeah. Dave, a three-year incubation period on that travel bug. <laughs> <laughs> still in the air. Dave's still in the airport, living like Tom Hanks in the terminal, waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the lounge. This is the lounge. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. cool. What yeah, time's your flight? Uh, they say seven, but they keep bumping it. They're, de- they're, they're, they're delaying it based on Corona. <laughs> they say seven. I'm like seven. What? Seven yeah. hours? Seven p.m.? Seven yeah. days? Seven yeah, they're not. They're not actually. They're not actually narrowing it down. They're just giving me a number. They're just and they're not numbers. What right. Seven. It's specifically, still, that means still seven. Still seven. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you guys yeah. say it's seven, it's seven. <laughs> Whatever you guys say, man. Well, we can't wait till you're here. We've we've been holding out for like a few years, yeah. but man, it is. It's gonna be great. Some of the beers are getting a little bit warm, but someone's mm, bound to come yeah. over and refresh them soon. The food's it, still good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been sitting out in the sun in thirty degrees for two and a half years, but it's the still good. Kept. Seafood's good, mm. isn't it? I heard there's seafood stays. I heard there's great. I heard there's great spaghetti there also. <laughs> yeah, bro, uh, bro. Incredible yeah. spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the only place. Name, name a better place to go for spaghetti. You can't. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Carl, the accent got in the way. You just called Dave a cunt, right? Uh, no, no, no. That's what I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I'll never sense. forget. I'll never forget that uh, fateful afternoon when we were uh, – on one of your other trips to this country, Carl and I were uh, in your hotel room. Uh, we just recorded another uh, another of our just absolute classic crossover episodes with you boys. And we got down to brass tacks and uh, nutted out this idea of the four of us going to Koh Samui. And wow, what a – it, you know, it's, it's fair to say that I almost enjoy that memory of the four of us organizing the trip more than I enjoy – any memories that I have of the four it's of us certainly easy to remember, isn't it, Tommy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a lot yeah. more vivid in my head <laughs> for some weird reason. <laughs> the actual trip itself with the four of us, yeah. nothing's really Tommy, conjuring Tommy, up. You, you remember the celebration of of us deciding we were going to do it. Yeah. The right. trip was secondary, but we were Some, going to do it. That's something what bad. Yeah. Some, Dave must have done something bad in Koh Samui because I distinctly remember you being there, Gareth, but I've just, in my brain, blocked every memory of Dave well, being Carl, there. But, Carl, I'm, I'm the loud one. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, here's why. is because they, they call me Dave the King of Promotion, Anthony. And so mm-hmm. all you remember is my promotion about the event. Right. Usually when they actually happen, it goes by in a blur, but I am just a promo. You're the the Don King of international podcast. Right, right. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, Yeah. right. Okay. And it's also time, time flies when you don't fly. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I'm, yeah you sleep so much better yeah. you sleep so much i i slept so good that whole oh, festival. Yeah. like i just mm. no like jet lag baby. yeah no jet lag. yeah how does this guy do it what's your no, secret 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's so sunny there. You get there, you immediately get the vitamin D that your body needs to recalibrate. So yeah. that's why. Yeah. That's, and by the way, right. vitamin D was as close as you were going to get. Uh, d- d- actual David there. Uh, that was right, right, close yeah. as it got. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. just getting the, the rays from yeah. the sun and going. Ah, near enough's good enough, I guess. Ah, yeah. this is the next best thing. Hey, <laughs> it starts with a D. So, <laughs> I probably should have been. I probably should have been more clear. But when I say I'm going to do a festival, that usually means I'm. I'm just going to type up a script and send it to another guy. Ah, oh, right. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. Right. I should have been more. Mm. I should have been more exact. Mm. Uh, that's my fault. Okay. Yeah. But I felt like when we were talking about it, I, I we kept saying us four, and I kept saying, "Yeah, but I'll be a script." <laughs> right. 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 Don't remember that part. Right. I really don't. No, remember. we should have. Yeah, don't remember? that's implied. You're it's right. On, it's yeah. It's on the recording. You, right. If you listen to it, you'll hear me say. Is it, you'll is hear it, me say that. Is it like a hidden track on our recording? Because I don't remember hearing it. Yeah, yeah. So sure. <laughs> no, it's okay. in there. Yeah. I guess it's I should there. have uh, seen that coming because now that you mention it, at every music festival I've been to, like one time I went to the Big Day Out and they advertised Iggy Pop and it was just some cunt off the street reading lyrics <laughs> of Iggy Pop songs off a sheet. That's, yeah, yeah. Famously, that's, that's how right. festivals work here. Yeah. That's So yeah. now that you mention yeah, yeah. it, yeah. And, and to be fair, Tommy, that it's, was actually Iggy Pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That we thought it was some homeless man reading yeah, Lost for Life. That was it. Yeah, that was, was him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, it's what, good to see imagine, you. Though, imagine that if we had have got a homeless man to play Dave at Kosamui. Now that would have been living. That would have oh, been great. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Kappa Just, did it, didn't he? How, Wasn't that yeah. what we actually did? <laughs> right. Okay. Sure. Sort of. Pretty close to it. Yeah. <laughs> Not too far off. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe you guys have lasted ten years. Can we really be honest about this? Like, I don't think anybody thought you would go three. Yeah, no, you thought we fair. would have been elevated to superstardom after that long and have yeah. TV Shh. shows and radio. Sure. Yeah, you're, no, you're absolutely yeah, right. Saying, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was. A, it's been an absolute pleasure to start our podcast. Then see Dave, you start a podcast that get bigger than us. Then you quit that podcast, start a new one. See that get way bigger <laughs> than us. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember the first time we met Gareth. It was we were doing a live podcast that Dave was on, and uh, Dave said, "Hey, do you want me to get Gareth up here?" Me and Carl went, "No, we don't know who the fuck that guy is." And then the entire crowd goes, "No, get him up, get him up!" <laughs> this guy that we haven't even heard of is you more popular with our fans than us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People screaming at us, "Get him up!" <laughs> Get him up, Timmy and Cameron. Get him Which up there. Always, as a performer, the right vibe you want, where it was like, well, they passed, but the audience booked you. You're like, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's nice. That feels nice. Yeah, we, how, did, how did I get an encore without doing anything to start with? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. And this is, a great, this is a great way to find out that you don't listen to the podcast at all and you didn't know that Gareth was signed. Is, is am I imagining this? Is this how it went? You got on stage, Gareth, and then Carl goes, First question: Who are you? Yeah, yeah, that was that was exactly what happened. But also, to be fair, my head was spinning so much with what was going on that I wasn't sure who I was anymore either. I was like, "This yeah, cannot yeah, be yeah. for me." This is who would have thought? Who would have thought all those years later that you would have been the one to come to Kosamui and not pull out? That's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. That I would have been the one that you needed and the hero yeah. that you wanted. Yes, yes. Unlike yeah. Dave, who. Oh, that's, oh. That's right, but so when we first went and toured there, we hadn't really done shows in the states, and we were already doing like decent sized rooms. Yeah, we oh, did yeah, the comics we did, lounge. Like, the 
I we think- did the comic yeah. signs sold out one and almost sold out the other one. Yeah. And so to you, it was like, what's happening to me? Yeah. yeah, it was like, what the fuck is going on? I, it was insane. <laughs> right, right. right. I, I'll never forget. So long ago. Yeah. Oh, it works yeah. the other way around, too. You guys were both at our LA show uh, that we did. It works, the, it works the other way around for us. Like, we, you know, <laughs> we do okay true. here. Yeah. And then we go over there. And you guys boom. you guys did our show at the Hollywood Bowl, right? That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, that was awesome. Fair, we, were, we, were, we were surprised as well, to be fair. So there was that element of surprise <laughs> yeah, in yeah. both stories. Like, yeah, I was yeah, surprised yeah. we would get 12 people, all see, of whom didn't laugh. So It's funny because yeah. I remember that being at the Lyric Theater, not the Hollywood Bowl. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's funny how you just misremembered it. Yeah. yeah, when you travel, you know, you're looking at things through a bit more like rose-colored glasses. and just I've like lived there, feels, so I'm a little you know, conditioned right. to it. Exactly. I, I, I also right. forget which venue. I was com- I was thinking about committing suicide at. I, it's, uh, I couldn't remember. Yeah, I knew <laughs> well, it was that show. Or outside, I don't know. Yeah. I knew that show was going well when you guys kept saying this is the worst show we've ever done during. <laughs> <laughs> what a great day! Well, they're they're entertainers, so they know how to just go forward and and realize yeah. that it is a it is a podcast mm. you're recording, so. Just constantly let the people who are listening also know that it yeah. sucks. Yeah, right. well, it's like they say, fake <laughs> it till you make it. So it's like <laughs> if you talk about killing yourself enough, eventually you'll actually get up the stones to actually do it. Yeah, so, yeah. Little show the secret, folks. Now, now that now that I remember this, that because the show went so badly, we went out with you, Dave, and just got so drunk, but then had so much yes. fun talking to you that we then talked you into coming to Kosamui because then you rang, you were really drunk, and you rang your wife, and you're like, yeah. That's in. We're in. Lock it in. We're going to come. Mm. So we'd had a bad gig, came back from it by having fun, but then fucked ourselves again by getting you so drunk that you decide to go to Kosamui, which you then pull out of. Yeah. So what a horrible that's show right. that was. Yeah. In conclusion. Well, I was trying to sober up. <laughs> huh. What better way than to make international travel plans? <laughs> <laughs> now, this is not the right. This is not the, the night that uh, Nick and. You guys jumped off the roof into the pool, right? No, that was that was a few years no, before. At the, that was before that. That was years yeah, before. That was years before that. Maybe that, that was, was after we'd done the show which, at Meltdown. But, yeah, I, think we did the last I had already one. because I had already I had already voted you off that reality show reality show that we did with the Earwolf uh, years which earlier. Still, which is still to this day my my ultimate achievement in podcasting <laughs> was eliminating you guys. <laughs> We we nearly we nearly won it. Uh, it. It was basically for for listeners that don't go back that far. We were on a podcast reality show. We made it to the final, and then we were then we were told that basically that we were going to win, and then it, it was rigged or something, and we didn't get to win because we were from Australia instead of America. So they just uh, yeah, all of a sudden we lost, and we'd made plans to go to the casino and get drunk and like change our lives. And oh then, my god! And then instead mm. we were like sitting. At my one bedroom apartment, just like looking at each other, going, "What do we do now? What do we?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we had a meeting with our then management that day, didn't we? And we were like trying to get out of. We 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 wanted to end our relationship with them, and so we were going to cancel the meeting if we had won and gone to the casino instead. Yeah. And so we don't win, and we're like, "I guess we better go have this meeting where we sack our uh. management." And then we get there, and they talk us into not 
sacking them and staying with them. So we're just like driving away going, this is going to oh. go down as one of the worst days we've ever had. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think, I, think I, I think I'd invited friends of ours to meet us at the casino and then I had to like send a message going, don't come to the casino anymore. Fuck. We should have just gone. We should have just yeah. gone anyway. That's the lesson. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah, I mean, oh, I thought pretty lucky. Sure, let's go to the casino. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> so thanks, Dave. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. So no many great memories Dave's brought you guys yeah. over the years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of things not True. happening, of plans not yeah. quite coming together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not going to Samui, not going to the casino. Where does it yeah. end? <laughs> Where does it start, I think, is the actual question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for, for lending us your time. Um, thanks for being part of the show over the years. And, um, yeah, hey, thanks for um, thanks for giving us something to aim at. In, in another 100 years of podcasting, I think we'll get to where you guys are now. Do, do you guys – and thank you. That means a lot to me. Dave doesn't care. Uh, do you guys <laughs> think you'll ever do another Kosamui? Oh, look, I mean, you're in America. You can see how well the virus is going at the moment. It's bound to be finished in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, Well, I'm looking – the reason why I'm asking is I'm looking to leave America and move into a podcast festival. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That one would be perfect for me. Yeah, yeah. This is – it finally must must look like a good option for Dave to actually go to – Dave is ready to go to Thailand, guys. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's the lesson, Carl. Next time we do it, we – Dave, we've got to make sure we organise it in the lead up to an election during a global pandemic. Yes, that's yes. the way we can guarantee that he's going to get on a plane and leave the country. Yeah. The other option is do the Kosamui podcast in LA. That's the yeah. other option. Then you can book Dave. No problem. He'll show right. up. That. Well, yeah, that's easy. Really? Because it took us about an hour to get him on a Zoom call. Just he, he won't. So. Yeah. <laughs> I finished saying that. I realised he won't show up. Don't yeah. do that. It'll break your heart. <laughs> We can, at the moment, at the moment, we we can barely get him to show up in his own house. So I don't know right. how we're going to get him to do something else. <laughs> Who books your living room? I may, I may have gotten the times wrong on this. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. All right, all right. Well, thanks, guys. I pr- we appreciate your time. Thanks for being part of it. And we miss you very much. See you in Kosamui. Yeah, Bye. 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 All right, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. From the dollop, um, of course, we were talking about their, uh, the Kosamui International Podcast Festival that um, notoriously Dave Anthony said he would do, didn't do. We found out a couple of weeks before the festival that he wasn't coming. Gareth was very nice enough to um, to honour the, the half agreement and uh, come along to that a couple of years ago, which was excellent. Yep. But, of course, that was, that was absolutely one of the highlights of the last 10 years of doing this podcast, Tommy, having three years of doing the Kosamui International Podcast Festival. Just a a pleasure to do gigs every night on the beach of Kosamui um, in June, three years running, just making yep. up our own festival. A lot of people thought that, you know, we'd gotten chosen for something. Or we made it sound a bit official. Um, but the fact was we just made something up that we wanted to do. It was a it was a holiday destination that I went to every year anyway, so I reversed engineered. Somehow the listeners have, have you know, given their faith in us. I don't know why, but went, okay, we'll, we'll do this thing. That sounds like an absolute nightmare, but they did it, and um, it, it, it was awesome for three years. Yeah. No sweeter feeling for me personally, not so much the shows, but uh, the first evening there, seeing everyone uh, that is booked to perform as a comedian 
actually show up at the resort because I was the person who was in charge of booking the flights for everyone every year. Oh, so yeah. just right. a huge relief to see everyone turn up and know that I hadn't somehow fucked up the booking. Because when you've got it, you know, yep. when you've got to book it through, you know, sometimes for some people I'm going through some, you know, like one of those third party sites where you're never quite yeah. sure if you're getting fucked over and having to put in you know what, six different people's worth of passport numbers, birth dates, uh, all that kind of stuff, dates of uh, leaving travel and make sure you've communicated that to people. There is huge margin for error there. So just big, big sigh of relief from me. Um, Already blind drunk on the first day from having started drinking at four in the afternoon. But, yeah, that's my personal highlight of three years is going, phew, I didn't fuck this up. Thank God. Yeah, 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 great. No, yeah, it was – look, it was a great thing. There was it, – it did it did turn a holiday into work. I mean, and that's what it should oh, be because yeah, there's brutal. there's a lot of people there and we had a lot of responsibilities. And look, let's be completely honest. I'm pretty sure what we did was illegal there, the three years. Like, you, you're not supposed to do what we did. We didn't have any insurance. We didn't have any um, – Yeah. I don't know I don't if know. that's strictly it, illegal though. It's pretty – it's fucking stupid, but um, mm, I don't know yeah. if we broke any laws per se. I mean, maybe – uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Ill- advi- yeah. ill-advised is probably the better way of yes. putting it. Extraordinarily sure. ill-advised. Um, yeah. And, yeah, a big shout-out to Gareth for um, still coming to that uh, Koh Samui, uh, the one that he ended up coming to. I think he had to leave a day early or something like mm. that, mm. and it took him, like, 20 hours or something. He. Yep. It's it's a brutal flight from the USA, so he did this crazy, crazy flight to be there for, I think he was on the ground for three days or something, maybe, before he went back. Um, it's, it's, it's not even really long enough to beat jet lag, but um, super big shout out to him for being fucking bothered to come and do that, because yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like we were flying in business class on a great airline either, so I think it was no. a, bit, a little bit wearing on him. But um, yeah. also also a little bit funny was the fact that we flew him over and then we were like, oh, cool, we get to hang out with Gareth. And then at the last minute he's like, I'm going to fly a mate over with me and then just like brought his mate over and then hung out with his mate the whole time. We're like, okay, <laughs> all yeah. right, well, good yeah. to catch up for an hour a night. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. yeah, great mate though. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was a good guy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, great, great little moment of, um, yeah, looking back at – oh, look, the Coast of Moon International Podcast Festival, I, I appreciated it at the time, but ever since we've been in this situation where we can't fly anywhere, it's like, fucking hell, God, why did we mm. – I mean, I shouldn't say why did we stop at three because we wouldn't be physically able to have done a fourth one given what happened so this year. It would have been so much worse if we would have yes. had to – be dealing with all of that in March as everything else yep. is crumbling down, <laughs> issuing refunds and God knows what else. So, yep. yeah, yep. fuck, yep. lucky to- stuff. To- yeah, totally. But, um, yeah, man, probably I would say, I mean, off the top of my head, the highlight of the 10 years is, is being able to do something that ridiculous. We've had a bunch of stupid little things that we've we've gotten to do that we would never have been able to do without the podcast. This, going to Montreal, being, being mm-hmm. you know, being invited to the invite-only Montreal Comedy Festival, yes. the most prestigious comedy festival in the world, and we went and did a mm. show there. Um, not the most prestigious of time slots, I wouldn't have thought, and, um, but no. it was... A, it was a nice experience. Yeah, it was super fun. That was a, for me. That was like something, just a career thing that I had like dreamt of doing for the entire time that I'd done comedy, and uh, certainly would not have 
had that on the agenda if it wasn't for this podcast. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, and yeah. then gotten to do a show at 12 noon in front of about 40 people. Um, God, was it that late? So I think it may have even been <laughs> earlier. <laughs> it was, I think it may have even been an AM. I oh, don't think it was. Uh, oh, really? I don't think we'd crossed over into the PM. I could be uh, wrong, but yeah, I think it was like eleven AM or something. Well, the day look, after the big, the big, like the biggest party of the whole festival, we were the next morning, and we were trying to get people to come do it or come watch, and they were like, "God, no, I'll still be yeah. asleep or out." Well, to be honest, I like I'm saying it's 12 p.m. It's noon, so it's as it's as close to a.m. as you can get it. I mean, let, let's for argument's sake, let's say that we were professional. We started like one second early. We st- we were in the a.m.s. We did some yep, the yep. classic the classic time of comedy a.m. Um, yep. So yeah, yeah, but it it was that was another cool experience. We got to do gigs in in uh, podcasts in New York and L.A. and mm-hmm. um, of course the big opera house Sydney opera house gig that we did in. Uh, yeah, Sydney, I think it was, um, which was just, you know, crazy. It was awesome to think. We but certainly got to do a lot of cool things that we wouldn't have been able to do if we had just stayed doing stand-up by ourselves. Well, not only that, but those three that you just mentioned, so the first Kosamui Podcast Festival, Montreal, the Opera House, they're all within like four months of each other. Like they oh, all happened. They? So we did – so June we went to Kosamui. And then I remember right after we got back, we got asked about doing Montreal, which I think was end of July. And then the Opera House would have been like September. And we were and we were doing Montreal. We were kind of in a conversation with Montreal because of doing the Opera House because they were both run by the same company. So that was like – that was a, a wild um, – yeah, just a few months where all these crazy things were happening and I don't think any of them had really been on the calendar like at the very start of the year. Like that, they had yeah. all kind of come into focus pretty quickly, which has always been my favourite thing about doing comedy slash doing this podcast is that like you can write goals for a year and you can think about the things that you want to do, but then the best things that end up happening to you are things that you couldn't have ever like predicted like, oh, my goal for this year is to run a festival in you know Kosamui like the, the 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 most fun things that happen are the things that just like randomly come up like this which yeah that well that four month period was the period where it was like wow this thing that we do is truly fucking crazy and awesome yeah. stuff happens because of it to be fair the, the Kosamui International Podcast Festival that wasn't a late minute booking that wasn't a last minute we weren't an, a last minute addition to the lineup that year that was um uh, I'd actually, oh, I only, I'd actually worked on that before that. I'd oh, really? On that before I that only time. got yeah. called about it the week before because I got told someone else dropped out, but they didn't say. Oh, uh, yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, Husey had something on, so um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I'm remembering that now. Um, so yeah, look, awesome. Some great highlights in there of, of, of stuff we got to do. Um, okay, well let's um, let's get another bunch of our of our little mates in. All right, and joining us now, we have special guests Dave O'Neill and Lawrence Mooney. Yeah. Oh, two of the, hey, the all time hey, classic Hall of yeah. Famers. <laughs> it is uh, classic. It's good to be back and joining you guys uh, in Melbourne because uh, mm-hmm. I haven't been to Melbourne since uh, Anzac Day this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, nice. Uh, well, I, believe- yeah, if, I mean, we, we are, it's pretty similar. We've been in the wars and uh, you should give us a minute of silence for everything, <laughs> yes. uh, for all of us <laughs> fallen soldiers of comedy down here. 
We're in the trenches. Yeah. We're yeah. in the trenches, Mooney, as we You're speak. in the Somme winter of comedy. You're just bogged in mud yeah. and uh, people are firing at you. Well, what's, I mean, what are you doing? Because the, the live scene is dead. Um, yes. And... You know, yeah. you you guys have been lurching from unemployment to humiliation for years now. So, how are you, mate? Well, well, Mooney, Mooney. To be fair, it's not like we're missing out on any paid gigs because the comedy scene's fucked down here. We weren't getting any a year ago, anyway. So, uh. we've been isolating from employment for years. So we've been. I know. This. So many people are so happy with isolation. I, for one, have loved the whole COVID-19 thing. First of all, get away from me. Uh, (laughs) I love social distancing. Wash your hands. Mm. And if you are in any way sick, put a mask on. I'm living in Sydney, um, and so up here restaurants and bars are open. But you go in, you sign in, you hand sanitise, like all of that. You get a table, you um, sign in on the Q code on the table, order your meal, and what you order comes to the table because you aren't ordering with a disaffected 23-year-old dead shit that goes, yeah, I can remember your order, and you know he's forgotten at the moment he walks away from the table. So what I order actually comes, and I pay for it, and I don't have to tip his slovenly service. You know what, mate? You are 23, you're unhygienic anyway, and I don't want you near my table. So I am loving life. Yes. Yeah, okay, great, so popular, a lot yeah, of people think that it, the, like, the virus was cooked up in a lab in China by scientists. I'm going on record and saying I reckon Lawrence Mooney cooked it up so that he could have <laughs> the world that he's always wanted. Well, <laughs> I... Uh, I have been working with the Chinese to cook this shit up for a while. All right, don't but, don't do um, the voice. Don't do the voice for God's sake. <laughs> don't do the voice of a scientist. <laughs> don't do the voice of a scientist or a Chinese scientist. Why are you so racist, Carl? Why don't you think Chinese scientists should be impersonated? Oh, because they're dirty and I stupid. <laughs> you vile. I, look, I don't, I don't, I don't believe the science. I think you should be able to do your own research. That's that's all. You know, that's what I always say to yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Get on the internet, read Facebook. Yeah, that's what exactly, I do. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Mooney, now in in Melbourne, all we can do, we can go to the park. Yep. And we can invite one other house to meet us up to 10 people. So I invite the house of Lannister, and it's always a good time. <laughs> Down the, uh... He's yeah. doing gear. Uh, <laughs> is that the house of Lannister? Is the house of Lannister? Is that Game the of dwarf? Thrones, mate. Game oh, of Thrones. God. Yeah. God. Is, is the dwarf, Even I didn't is get the that dwarf from the house of Lannister? Yes. Yeah, yeah Tyrion. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tyrion. Absolutely. He's absolutely. a very yappy little man, isn't he? <laughs> Yes, he's funny. Someone should have run him through with a sword. Who's taking that amount of shit from a dwarf? (laughs) Moon, I was was worried. I was worried because you're doing breakfast radio, big, big breakfast radio in uh, Sydney, and I was going to say to you, Mm. look, you know, you can loosen up. You're not on breakfast radio anymore. You don't have to be stiff and watch your P's and Q's. You're on a podcast. You can say whatever you want. But then a friend of the show, Brett Blake, said to me yesterday that he listens to your podcast uh, of the radio (laughs) show every week, and he said there's a segment on there where every Friday uh, you impersonate Russell, uh, you impersonate Bindi Irwin's mum uh, pegging 
Russell Crowe in the asshole every every Friday morning at about eight o'clock in the morning as the kids are going to school. So I think you're okay. <laughs> what? Well, that's, do you? That's, I don't impersonate Terry O, and I impersonate Russell Crowe. Oh, okay. Uh, and right. uh, you know, we oh, do some much role nicer. plays. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, um, I did a role play when uh, Rusty's mum's cat died, and uh, I pretended to be the cat, and Terry. Uh, pretended to be the vet, and uh, she took my temperature, but um, the thermometer was really big, and she was wearing it. <laughs> what? 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 So they haven't toned down for yeah, uh, all of a sudden. All, all, all of a sudden, a Kyle and Jackie O scene is sort of like pretty musty and old school and pretty safe now that you're on the scene. <laughs> Well, the thing with yeah. Sydney radio is uh, not only is it the biggest market in the country, <coughs> um, it's always had this great license. And I'm sure you guys know this from doing stand-up in Sydney. Sydney audiences will let you go a lot further than a Melbourne audience. And Sydney's got that oh, really? you know, very rough and ready attitude. I absolutely think so. I think a Melbourne audience is probably looking for more nuance. And, you know, when you generalise across a, a state divide like this, you're always going to come up short as well. But I'm just making those kind of observations. I reckon the Sydney audience is always like, whatever it takes, make us laugh. Yeah. Whereas Melbourne's a little do, bit more... Do they yell a, out more, though, and get involved more? And yeah, they do. It's a, it's a bit more rough and yeah. ready. And I think that that's part of the you know history of the joint and the topography of the joint and the whole box and dice. I always felt like, you know, when... What? Being a Melbourneian, born. What I'm and hearing is there's there's more assholes in Sydney. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, no. Well, if you heard that, uh, that's your ears. That's your Melbourne ears. Your your sweet Melbourne lesbian ears. <laughs> I think you're right, Lawrence. Definitely at the moment, Sydney audiences leave Melbourne audiences for dead. There are a lot more. You can, yep. you can get away with a lot more on stage up there at the moment than you can uh, down here. That's for damn sure. Yeah, because yes. there's no live audiences in Melbourne. <laughs> there's nothing. Lawrence gets it. There's nothing going yeah. on. <laughs> I was going to say, Mooney, the last time that me and you were involved in the Dum Dum Club together, I don't think we've ever done the show together. No. But I picked you up from a, a Saturday afternoon Dum Dum gig at the European in Melbourne, and we had to drive to Ballarat that night. Uh, Remember yes. that? And yeah. Do, it was, and, uh, and you were blind. Mm. We had to do Brown Hill Hall. Oh, uh, yeah. A primary school parents' fundraising night. That's right. And I asked the audience, um, are there any women in the audience that worked at Cryle Castle as busty wenches? <laughs> yes. And uh, there was quite a significant number of women who had uh, either gone through Sovereign Hill or Cryle Castle, um, which, you know, are historic kind of theme parks, working as busty wenches. Tom um, Seagat said that, uh, after my gig and after the gig had finished, uh, he went up to yes. the principal of the Brown Hill Primary School and said, how did it go? And she said, I think we'll go for trivia next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, but also, you went into great description of why it's called Brown Hill. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Why? And I said that... It probably had some kind of uh, maximum security convict labour connotations of uh, being put up here and the subsequent uh, 
maximum security activities would have left it known as right. Brown Hill. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was right, a very, right. it was a very nice it was way a of very describing long it. routine on anal sex. Yes, yes, yes. Which which I heard of and went. You know what? I used to live in Ballarat, and so I know all yeah. the locations of these places you're talking about. And I'm just I'm just right. so glad that you got booked at Brown Hill Secondary uh, Primary School instead of what's right next door, which is Black Hill Secondary School, because I, I wouldn't have liked to have heard the riff on that one after about 22 beers from Lawrence Mooney. <laughs> but to be fair, Dave, um, I yeah. started doing stand-up in 1994, so that's 26 years ago. Oh. And that's the only yep. gig I've ever been pissed at. <laughs> for people at He's home, miming Pinocchio. For people at home, Lawrence Mooney does the Pinocchio out. mime. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, he's just, he just drank a beer out of a shoe as well for people at home that can't yeah. see. Uh, <laughs> while standing but, but on my also, head. You, I, you were headlining and I did. Tom Seagat was emceeing. I was the first one. There was only three of us on. And in the break, uh, the principal comes up to me and you and goes, oh, I've made some muffins and uh, I've just put them on the table over there. Someone wants to announce that my muffins are over there. And before I know it, you just hear Moody on the mic going, ah, the the fucking principal's made some muffins, everyone. (laughs) Grab his muffins. Grab the principal's muffins. (laughs) You probably don't remember it. Yeah, a kindly woman does some baking and I make it sexual. Uh... <laughs> and there was there was the, the head of Triple M was in the audience that night and goes, We need this man at six AM in Sydney. For Sydney. <laughs> yes. Well, when I was first hired to do breakfast radio for Triple M in Brisbane, you know, it was like, Okay, so I've got breakfast radio on I'm back after a long absence from radio, uh, for obvious reasons. From Des, Michelle and Lawrence. Uh, Loz, Michelle and Des, yeah. Mix 101.1. More music that makes you feel like you're in a shop or a taxi. (laughs) Um, And the CEO said to me, now listen, you know, uh, it's a big opportunity, but we hired you because you're you. So don't go getting all radio on us. Be yourself. It's like... Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, what what I do love is that this is our tenth anniversary show for the for the for Dum Dum Club, and it is interesting mm. just looking at two of our favourite guests, you two, to see your sort of career over ten years. And I, I think if you were cars, yeah. O'Neill's like a, the steady Volvo. He's always been very gamefully employed, just pretty, you know, seventy k on the highway. Yeah. Whereas I think Mooney's like some sort of Formula one car that's got one you know missing one wheel where you're going this is going fast but fuck knows where it's going and I re- <laughs> and, I, and, and like just seeing you but like seeing you and knowing you over like the last 10 or a bit more years like you've gone from you were doing breakfast radio way back then and then that sort of finished thanks to you um you know sort of being pretty self-destructive and and doing a lot of drugs and you can see over that that sort of stopped and then you really restarted it was really admirable to see you sort of sort of started at the bottom again and you went back and i remember you just did every single gig that you could possibly do all these terrible open mics and you were out every night doing them and like crushing them and just getting so good you rebuilt yourself all of a sudden tv couldn't ignore you anymore you made yourself so good that people had to get you 
and then you you built up and up and up and up until you started doing radio in Brisbane. Now you're doing prime time, the best possible spot in Australia. You've come full circle, and now you're back to doing radio, back to being self-destructive, back to doing a lot of drugs again. So it's really gone <laughs> 360. <laughs> full circle. Life is a circle, and we'll meet up again, my friends. Uh, when you are born, when you are born, you emerge from a long darkness, and after you die, you go back into a long darkness. And you know what? Once we're all gone and forgotten, not a bit of this is going to matter a shit to anyone. So you may as well enjoy yourself. <laughs> Man, I, I remember you like when you were back doing like open mic gigs and and it was so good like you just being as loose as you could and being really really funny i remember one night and i think i touched upon this on the show before but i do remember one night you were at a gig with me and it was walking distance from my house and you did it and you were really funny it was a terrible gig but you were great and then on the way home i walked home and this this idiot with a beard, like just started screaming, screaming at me out the side of a Range Rover, saying, "Ah, oh, kill mm. yourself, you fucking idiot!" Ah. And then, I, <laughs> then I got home, and I was like, "What sort of person does that?" And it full on took me fifteen minutes to go, "Oh, that's right, Lawrence Mooney drives a Range Rover these days," and <laughs> just driven past me on the way home and gone full tilt at me. Wow. <laughs> that's great. What kind of a vile imbecile would do that? Um, that's very kind of you to say, Carl. Uh, I knew that I was going to cop a fair whack at the end of that beautiful speech. But, yeah, there was a point where – and I think there's a point in everybody's career where you've got to – restart you've got to kind of throw out what you've done you become a bit exhausted with the scene and you've got to reinvent and that is what we have to do the the interesting thing is that you and tommy have never bothered to do that You started at the bottom and you liked it. So yeah, it's fun down here. There's no pressure. That's that's sort of full circle. Yeah. It's just a really small circle. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, we could be headliners in this yeah. city at the moment and when COVID hit and we'd still be doing this over fucking Zoom at 9.30am on yeah. a Tuesday morning. Like, O'Neill, look at O'Neill. He's, he's it, killing it before this and we all end up the, on Zoom, baby. The pandemic has just given us, given us an excuse about our crowd numbers at our stand-up shows. It's fine. <laughs> Hasn't affected our numbers at all. Um, Dave, I had paused to think of you the other day. There was a story out oh. of um, Dubai where an Indian man had uh, been arrested by customs in Dubai. No uh, <laughs> recreations are going to happen here. It's not like I'm going to go, oh, I'm an Indian man in Dubai. Thank goodness. Yeah. That, yeah. That's just wrong. That's yeah, cancel yeah. stuff now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Save that for Triple M, uh, not us. Yeah. But uh, he, was, he was arrested by, <laughs> by customs in Dubai because uh, he was walking funny and they found uh, a kilogram that's two pounds of uh, gold ingots. Uh, inserted in his anus. Yep. And you thought uh, Dave O'Neill. No, I yeah, thought, thought of me. No, I thought the nugget. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the second movie, I reckon. Yeah, That's both, second. both gold and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's um, that's a real welcome stranger. No, I actually quite enjoyed the nugget. 
Uh, for anybody that hasn't seen it, starring our own Dave O'Neill, Eric Banner. Uh, Whatever happened oh, to him? Stephen Curry. I was going to say Stephen Curry. They've all uh, kicked on. A latter day Bill Hunter. Alan Bro. Yeah. Oh, Alan Bro's Peter in it. Moon. <laughs> Alan Brown plays, yeah, Peter Moon's sidekick. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. The German. I tell you what. Uh, an the, accent. The Nugget is a lot better than Takeaway. Oh. Wow. Oh, Takeaway was the other movie I was involved in. Oh. Yeah. The two, the two great films of the O'Neill canon. Oh, I oh, think yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Were you in. Um, You've been in more movies than that, haven't you? That were, uh, and you and your stupid mate. I was a scout leader in that. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you were behind. Yeah. You were behind yeah. the nugget, weren't you? No, no. I did, no. I wrote takeaway with Marco Tool oh, and right. you and your stupid mate. I didn't write the. Nugget. Oh right. But no. Mooney's just said no, the just nugget the was nuggets. way better than the one you wrote. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> when I say takeaway, <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Is there a uh, is there a Dave O'Neill shared cinematic universe? Do the Nugget Takeaway and you and your stupid mate all exist within the same world? Have you ever thought about uh... what putting on a night somewhere, putting on a night and putting on three films? No, I mean no, like no, Avengers just... style. Like eventually down the line, all these characters could come together oh. in the one film. <laughs> Get have the Scout Leader, the Takeaway, uh, the Butcher, and uh, yeah, your character in the, the Nugget butcher, all, yeah, all yeah, meeting yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the road worker, the butcher, and yeah, yeah, the scout leader. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually got to find funding for yeah, it. Yeah. I went into JB Hi-Fi and I um, asked for the Dave O'Neill box set, and uh, <laughs> the woman with lime hair and facial piercings told me to fuck off. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I think you're better off asking for the Dave O'Neill box set by going into the fish and chip shop. To be fair, so yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's special. <laughs> Two scallops, yep. mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's had a cake. Lawrence, you've been such a, an important part of the Dum Dum Club uh, over the years. Uh, you were on one of the earliest episodes and you came in and you told us a whole lot of wild stories about uh, shitting your pants in public and uh, sex acts <laughs> that you'd engaged in. And we, you know, we, we're sitting there 10 years ago clutching our pearls just like, oh my God, I can't believe this person came on and shared all these like wild stories with us. And now... Cut to 10 years later, we're not only telling stories like that, we're going out into the world and trying to deliberately make them happen so that we can talk about them on the show. So thank you for setting setting that in motion, Lawrence, 10 years ago. Who could have thought that you would basically fuck up our lives so much? I have uh, very fond memories from the first episode when I had a motorcycle accident on the way into the studio Mm. at uh, Sin in RMIT in Melbourne. And uh, plenty of uh, fun in between. It's, All the live shows, it's just been a real wild ride. Yeah, it was a bit of a metaphor for the rest of our career, sort of a car crash from then on. So um, that really <laughs> Yes, on cold winter mornings when my right shoulder's stiff, I always think, ah, the dumb, dumb club. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a couple of dead shits. <laughs> they caused this. <laughs> You'll be walking through Dubai Airport. Come on, pull over, mate. What's wrong with your shoulder? You got a golden nugget up there. Yep. All right, right guys, no, I've got to wind this up because uh, I'm at a commercial radio station and somebody else needs the microphone oh. to. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to play some noise works and in excess? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now? John Stevens. Here we go. Aussie crawl, things don't seem. <laughs> it's ten past. It's ten past ten. Thanks, Mooney. Thanks, O'Neill. Thanks, Thanks for being part Thanks, of it. Thanks, O'Neill. See you guys. See you, Pleasure. Yeah. Bye. 
See ya, homos. Bye. <laughs> and there you have it. The return of the Moon Man with Dave O'Neill. Yeah. Couple Hell of yeah. Cup, couple of um do you call them boomers, Tommy? I don't th- I don't know. Um couple of the the older older um I guess what would you call it generation of comics that, that lowered themselves to us over the years and uh, big parts of the show very appreciative yeah. to, to both of them of course moon was part of the uh, moon and june duo that we had for many years um yep. some pretty some pretty brutal episodes that people really got into and um O'Neill still 10 years and 10 years without getting in trouble for what he calls us on the show every week amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think I think Mooney might be the person I get most nervous around, like doing the podcast with him. Because right. he just, he's, I think he's, when he's on, he's so good. And I just, I don't know. He's, he's a very intimidating person. Do you find him intimidating? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Get him in the wrong mood um, yeah. and you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, um, it's, look, it's, I, I find it funny. Even so far on the show of um, like how people treat us, like this 10th anniversary thing, I think he's a bit more like, who gives a fuck? Like we're mates with Mooney, but he, you know, he's a bit like, okay, you've done 10 years. Cool, I guess. Whoop-de-doo. Um, yeah. 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 Move on. Um, but there's, there's few people that are funnier than him, um, I think, Mooney. So yeah. uh, he's in Sydney. Yep. Of course, all, all of these things. All of these things are on Zoom for this episode, so he's in Sydney. We haven't seen him for a long time because because uh, of the difference in uh, locations. But good to see him for the first time in in forever. And yeah, O'Neill's always great as well. But um, yeah, yeah, two of our two of our faves. Not that um, yeah, I mean all of our faves. Hopefully, are pretty much on this episode to a degree. Um, but yeah, two of the funniest right there. But speaking O'Neill, of two, uh, was, one of my favourites from uh, before I did comedy. So the first time he was on the pod, I was uh, cheesing in my little panties, so to speak. Oh, really? Yeah, yep. right. Yep. Okay. Okay, well, let's get two more of our favourite guests in. All right, and joining us now, we have Dave Thornton and Fiona O'Loughlin. Ah, <laughs> the two first ladies of comedy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are on the Mount Rushmore of comedy duos, me and yeah, me. That's yeah. it. Dave Thornton, he was the he was the one comedian too young to pass in the hi fi bar back in the uh, day for me. Oh, uh, but now wow. but now okay. You never gave me an opportunity, <laughs> Fee. Jeez, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you were too tall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thanks, oh, thanks to both of you for being part of our, of our history of our ten years. Two of our favourite guests, two of our go-to guests. I mean, we, we've just been thinking about like what we've been over in the last ten years, uh, what's been happening to us. But it absolutely pales in significance to Fiona O'Loughlin's last ten years. Jesus Christ, <laughs> there is like you know we've we've all moved house like twice or so, but fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to take a bigger bite out of life, you bloody lazy. Yeah. Kids. Just get into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've done you've done more in the last 10 years, but we remember more of the last 10 years. So that it all evens itself out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've probably done more in the last one year than we've done in the last 10. Yeah. Completely yeah, fair. that's like, a good point. 
I went back and did a gig in this country town in South Australia. I think it's Pinola, Pinaroo. Anyway, this I walked into the um, chemist. This is a couple of months ago, and the guy in the chemist shop, no, not the chemist, the news agency. Anyway, he goes, "Oh, you back in town? Good to see you." He said, "Jake will be thrilled." I'm like, "Who's Jake?" And he said, "Oh, I remember last time you were here, you you missed your." You missed your train home, and he had to drive you all the way back to Adelaide. <laughs> He's not stopped talking about it since. Oh, I'm like, great. well, I forgot about it the next. Time. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you just you, you just introduced. I think you invented Uber for that small country town. They probably didn't have that before you. So. <laughs> Fee, is this why is this why you went on the podcast so much? So you could just go, oh, so that's where I was. Right. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Pieced it all together. Yeah, yeah we're the yeah. we're the unaf- we've been the un- Unofficial biographers of uh, Fiona O'Loughlin's <laughs> life for the last yeah weekend. yeah. If, as long as she comes on this podcast, um, she can claim all these benders as tax deductible. So that's good. That's something. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about someone. Oh yeah, I mentioned Dum Dum on Husey's show yesterday. Oh yeah, mm. we heard about that. Did it? Did did he? Was there any recognition from Husey, or was he just screaming oh, at just, you? We've got to open up, and didn't hear you. Just dead air, <laughs> dead air. As soon as dead I air. mentioned your name, everything went yeah. dead. Yeah, very yeah. appropriate. Fair <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Forno, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing at this point in time, but I wonder what Husey's. Reaction was like when you asked <laughs> yeah. let's, about the Let's see dunk. if we can – let's all stroke our chin and reminisce of, of something that never Imagine. happened and maybe we can tune in. Imagine. Oh, geez, the dum-dum, I've never heard of it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Husey, what do you there think of uh, the uh, 16-week lockdown that Dan Andrews has had us in? Do you have any thoughts about that, about uh, how the situation's been handled? <laughs> Oh, jeez, I don't really like it. I never liked it. I had huge problems at the time. I had a lot of problems. And uh, 16 weeks, a bit too much, isn't it? COVID, don't I like feel- it. 19, I- bring it back. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do COVID 5. 19, a bit too high. Yes. Yeah. Uh, COVID-19 named after the amount of office blocks that Husey owns. Wow, what a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Thorno, when you were working with Emily, my sister once, she put you on the phone as Husey. She said, oh, Husey's here. He wants to talk to you. And I talked to you for 10 minutes thinking you were Husey. Oh, <laughs> no. It <laughs> is, is the That's best impression I've That's ever heard. Right. What is he saying that you thought was genuine? we got to run away to get we'll a just... fee, you and me. I'm going to leave yeah. my family for <laughs> you. I'm a Nigerian prince called a Nigerian treasurer called Husey. If you can send me some money via Western Union, Fiona, I won't be angry. I, really wish, I am dying for. I really want uh, Daniel. Uh, what's his name to be famous? His name's Daniel. We love him. Uh, Towns. Daniel. Daniel Towns. Yeah. So mm. that. He, so that you can do his impression because I think it's the best impression. Uh, yeah. Come on. That, he is a comedian. I want some Daniel Towns. It, I mean, Very uh, obscure. Uh, yeah, it is obscure for this show. But, yeah, if only he could be famous, not for his own good, not for the fact he's been doing comedy for 20 years, just so Thorno can make a crust just impersonating so him. Thorno's yeah. impression Who? will land a bit harder, yeah. 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 <laughs> I do that all the time. I make up lists of people I'd love to make it just so I can hate them more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to hate the underdog, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. We've got we've got we've no. got a lot of we've got a lot of Nick Capper smells jokes that would kill on the gala if only he was a bit more famous. So I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> 
No, some personalities, you know, if they were famous, it would be just too funny for words. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Let's try and say, why don't I just say one out loud? Uh, Take your time. (laughs) (laughs) Who would I love to be? Feel like there's a bit of self censoring going on here. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I do too. Sorry, feel free to cut in with any. Feel free yeah. to cut me off with anything you've prepared. <laughs> it feels like it feels like you're trying to work Fucking out an asshole. intersection between a funny name and being potentially libelous. It's like where's yeah. the where's the perfect I, meeting in the yeah. middle of those? I think two she's things. just trying to think of someone she likes. I think that's that's what's <laughs> tough work. Just trying to remember any name, any at yeah. all, on top of. She's like, I can see her just mouthing, nah, I hate that cunt. Nah, nah, I hate that one. <laughs> I mean, bringing it back to while we're here, these guys have been doing a radio show for free for 10 years, so you don't yeah. have to worry about these two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, how about you just love that we become famous? That'd be yeah. nice. That'd be an idea. Have you two, yeah. Carl and Tommy, Yes. have you ever been called to task by any of your relations about your show? Oh, mm, good question. No, because... Not to task. I mean, my parents have come to the odd live show that they found some of the content to be quite objectionable. Um, and does that freak you out, Tommy, when your parents are there? Um, I guess it's easy enough to forget because it's, it's a big enough Tommy's, room and I can't see them. Tommy's parents are quite supportive. They come to quite a bit of it. Like, my parents have only ever yeah. been to one show in Maryborough where they live, and even then I thought, a bit of an effort for them. But they, they've, <laughs> they've, 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 they went to one because the whole time they haven't really known what this is, the whole time. They just sort of go yeah. – they're just sort of very mildly concerned the entire time. And when they saw that one live yeah. show in Maryborough, they were like – there seems to be a lot of people here. Okay, maybe we can tune it down from mildly concerned to vaguely concerned. So I think that's where they yeah. are now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think my parents come to a lot of things even though they dislike or don't understand probably about 80% of it, but they're just happy yeah. to be in the room supporting, which is, yeah. which is hey, it's good of them. You know, yeah. not yeah, many lucky people do you. that. <laughs> that feels like most of your fans, if I've got to be honest, Tommy. That's what it sounds I even, like. <laughs> I can't even get my family to my shows, let alone listen to me on a podcast. It's insane. Well, I mean, you know, they've probably heard one of your shows and it's 80% of your shows is bagging your relatives, so I don't blame them. Mm. Like, yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember, remember I did that show, it was called The Divine Miss O and it was me coming out in cabaret trying to get a gay audience and anyway, I just drank my way through rehearsal Poor old Joel Creasy was rehearsing, uh, was directing it. Mm. And um, I think there was a hospital admission somewhere in the midst. But anyway, terrible show because <laughs> I didn't learn my well, words. Well, can, na- can we actually Jesus. narrow it down a little bit more though? Like that's, that's a pretty vague description. Oh, that was shocking, that show. It was called The Divine Miss O. And I, yeah, stuffed up the words on opening night and it was an absolute disaster. And I remember being in a bakery in... Hawthorne and grabbing a um, grabbing the paper and I got one star. Oh wow. Oh. Out of how many? (laughs) (laughs) I guess it was five. I guess we five. Stars are always in five, yeah. Uh, One you never know. Mm. (laughs) It might have even been half a star. It was so brutal. I cried and cried. I screamed in a bakery and ran away. 
But um, but that was a yeah. show where we're, we're, you all of a sudden, I remember you doing this show called The Divine Miss O, and it was like, okay, um, you know how you love Fiona O'Loughlin talking about you know her time in the Northern Territory and her family and whatever. Well, anyway, this time she's going to sing other people's songs, and everyone's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Like, she's never publicly admitted she's drinking so much as right now. She's clearly had a few bottles at the, at the brainstorming meeting of this show. <laughs> You can't just charge people 50 bucks to see you do karaoke, Fiona. <laughs> yeah. There were only yep. four songs in it. Oh, okay. The rest okay. was supposed to be comedy. God, it right. was a mess. Dear God. Anyway. Gypsies, tramps and thieves. That's the song I sang. It was a share number. <laughs> yeah. Right. I do like that, just having a comedy festival show where it's like, hey, the thing that you know me for will come and check me out doing something completely different. My comedy <laughs> festival show in 2021, I'm going to be doing carpentry live on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be building a table from yeah. scratch every night and making an absolute fucking meal of it. Yeah. I might become, I, I might do, bring in my magic. No one even knows I do magic. Oh! <laughs> is this in any way true? Are you, are you teasing us? Do you do magic in any way? Watch this bottle of vodka disappear. There we go, there we I go. Did, <laughs> I did magic in my first stage show in Alice Springs, uh, remote control, and I made one leg disappear behind a tea towel to the camera. Really? Music. It was incredible, yes. Really? Wow. I did not Where did, did these skills come from? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not know you knew how to do magic, therefore you're automatically some form of sex pest. That's amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all adding up. It's all adding up now. What you said about Thornton earlier and trying to pass him, and now we find out yeah. that you've been a magician this whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. all falling <laughs> into place. Secret creep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What's a, so? Wait, you want hey. me to go on your cabaret show in a bikini? So I've got to walk out on stage, do I? <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not following. What's going on? <laughs> Great. What Great. would you do, Thorno, if you're going to change it up totally? Change. Go totally different to what you've done. On, stand, uh, on a stand-up stage, what what could you do? What what gifts have you got that we don't know about? Me, me and Tommy could change it slightly. We could start drawing big audiences. That would be something nice and yeah. different for us. Try so, being funny. Yeah, yeah we could yeah. try comedy. Yeah, try killing. <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be cute. Oh, that's um, right. That show I was telling you about, that show, the um, Divine Miss O, my brother walked out at the 10-minute mark because he reckons I was pissed, and he went to get mm-hmm. his money back. Yeah. Oh, your that's brother. He got right. a, oh, my he got God. He got a... Yeah, and he got a free fucking ticket. You bro- he got a free oh, fucking no. ticket. He tried to get. He tried, he tried to, to make money in. on your show. He tried to make money off the back of my. Oh my d- god, that's great. <laughs> and grip. was he writing? It. Was he writing reviews for the Herald Sun at the time? Was that his <laughs> as well? That now that is an amazing grift. If if you go there, you put on a show, and because you put on a show, you get access to a backstage writer. So you get drunk. You've got free free drinks. Then your brother goes out. Gets the free ticket, then refunds it for money. Both family members walk out having gotten freebie slash made money. What a fucking show! You just yep. tour that from town to what town. A, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What that a is show. a that is a money making <laughs> machine. This is it. Mm-hmm. It is so brutal because you're. I'm the age of your parents, probably or nearly. So the age of my parents, their kind of support to comedy is so brutally honest. When I started out, whereas. You kids have your parents loving everything you fucking do because you're spoiled. <laughs> but I did a show in in Sydney and I brought my mum and put her up in the hotel I was staying in and I was getting my hair done and I'm um, 
reading the review of mine in the Sydney Morning Herald and this woman said, it was a season I was doing at the Playhouse, the Opera House. Anyway, that's why I brought my mum over. And the review came out and said, O'Loughlin is from Alice Springs and it shows. Um, (laughs) she's She's very immature and she's mean to her children, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm in the hairdresser crying and I thought I'll ring my mum because she's in Sydney to see the show and I read, read her the review and mum just paused and then she said, well, maybe they're right. <laughs> well, well, is, that, is that more of a diss for you or Alice Springs? Who's, who should That's feel more, more insulted? That's brutal no, judgment it, about Alice Springs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's it, Alice Springs ever done? I know that Alice Springs used to just get a kick in the teeth on on uh, for no reason, just because I said it, and people go, "Oh, that's a dump." Mm. I've never How been, cruel. but your mum, your mum's probably reading that review and like thinking, "Fuck yeah, I'm going to be able to make some money off this comp ticket tonight." This show's <laughs> as bad as the review would say. I'm going to be pulling the old classic O'Loughlin grift on them. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it's just generational. I came from that generation. They don't tell you. That you're marvelous. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of the same. Those Sydney siders don't appreciate you doing the magic tricks and hiding one leg and all that. They don't appreciate (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) they can stick it. They can stick it right up them. Um, I did get a standing ovation at the Harold Park once. Oh, but I was. That's the only show I ever did on coke. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jesus Christ. Just, yeah. just a bunch of dealers <laughs> saying thank you very and I much. Realized, and I, clapping I, you off no, the I realized, I realized why Robin Williams was such a fucking hit. Yeah, anyone can do it. It's not very sustainable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That's the only thing you had going for him. Geez, you think you got yourself in a ditch with a drink? Try getting a hundred bucks in the hand, but splashing three hundred for the coke up your schnoz before the gig. Like that is, <laughs> that's not financial sense. <laughs> that's that's gonna be rough. Yeah, the dealer being like, I'll give you a discount if you can just chuck a plug in at the end of the show after you've killed and people have watched you just absolutely hold court and decimate. If you can uh, if yeah. you can throw out my digits and be like, hey, this could be you, yeah. folks. If, yeah, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. can just say, I was, uh, this is my first gig, but thanks to this little baggie, that look what I just did. You could be like this. <laughs> thanks to this comedy course. I can't go back. I can never go back to Melbourne because when I woke up from the coma, one of my kids had gone through my phone and they found I'd, I'd put my cocaine dealer under some weird name. I can't remember what. Anyway, wasn't that good of a, wasn't that good of a secret because they found him and they dropped him into the cops. What? <laughs> really? They dropped my coke dealer into the <laughs> cops. <laughs> this man, like, this man Colin Payne, who's in your phone. I'm trying to teach these children how to live in the new world. I'm like, you don't dob in your mother to her yeah. coke dealer. Excuse, excuse now me. I'm, walking around. I'm not in a coma, but someone's going to take out my kneecaps in Collins Street any minute. <laughs> Excuse me, um, Constable, but I, um, I'm using my mum's phone, Mr. Scarface. If you can uh, just ring this number and apprehend this young man. Mind, mind you, was there egg on his face when the guy came back and said, well, you just got to pay off the tick and then we'll throw him in the clink? You've, got, you've still got 5,700 outstanding here, how, champ. How do your kids dob you in? It's like, we know that this guy's a coke dealer. How do you know? Because my mum buys off him every day. <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. No worries. <laughs> it's also like you're in a coma and like your kid finding the dealer and it's like, what are you, lining up a nice surprise for her for when she comes out of the coma? 
Jesus. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole different brand of smelling salts to get you out of a coma. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to go straight back in the coma when I found out that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Fee, I just want for our listeners now to just to pull back the curtain because you're obviously a busy woman. I know uh, later this evening you're going to be on the project. If you can drop any of these stories, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, you drop us to Husey, drop us to uh, drop us to Walid and Carrie and see what they think. <laughs> yeah, once you do the once you do the coke dealer story, you just go. Tommy and Carl love that on Dum Dum Club. <laughs> Boom, there you go. Yeah, there you're rich, out. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do a magic trick for us. Do a magic trick for us on the project tonight. <laughs> um, hey, Fiona Thorno, thanks very much for being on the podcast over the years. We, we love you both and you've um, – yeah, all I the listeners love podcast. you. I love this podcast. I love Little Dum Dum. I always have. I always will. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Fiona. Thanks, Thorno. And thanks on behalf of the show, Dave. Uh, thanks for, uh, I think, Ep5, you were on breaking the uh, exclusive story of my real last name. The landscape of the show would be completely different without that input from you, so thanks a lot. It blew my mind apart. I felt like it needed to be aired. Oh, great stuff there. Uh, two of our very dear friends, Dave Thornton, long-time friend of both of ours and the show, and uh, Fiona, someone who has shared so much on the show over the years. Yeah. Um, I mean, incredible. Thorno coming from – I mean, we, we did a lot of work early on with Thorno. He, he started sort of vaguely around the same time as us, so we knew him from – from way back mm-hmm. then, but Fiona, someone that we got to know over the years. She, I remember, you know, when we when I first met her, and she, you know, she's a bit of a big deal and a bit intimidating and whatever. But she's she's um, she's lovely, crazy but lovely, um, full on, yep, yep. but very very lovely. Um, and and yeah, shared so much uh, with this audience over the years. And uh, yeah, another one who uh, I know there's a lot of support and love for her in uh, in this community of people who listen. So it's always awesome to see anytime she's on an episode, people uh, yeah people's responses to it. And uh, yeah, when she um, what happened the last one of the last times she was on with Josh Earl, where <laughs> got dredged up in the Daily Mail or whatever, oh, and yeah. she got a bit of a hard time about that. Yeah. People were very uh, quick to jump to her defence and whatever else, which was cool to see. Yeah, but yeah, yep. we love Fiona. Great, great guest. Um, and you know what? Great. <laughs> this is this is also something that people might not know. I guess I've probably alluded to over the years, but man, it is great when a guest comes in and is going to bring something along to the show because you know there's only mm. five hundred or so episodes I can come on and talk about shitting myself. Um, you know, at, at the ballet or fucking whatever I go on about. So if anyone else comes mm. in and has something to talk about and it means I don't have to get smashed in the head by the, a tram driver or fucking something stupid, um, yep. awesome, please. Well, isn't it uh, – most of the times we organise doing episodes, whether it's the result of you talking to her or being at your gig or whatever else and her happening to mention – I've done it again. I've got some shit. Yeah. Get me in there. Yeah. We need to do an app. Yeah. There is a bit <laughs> of that. Not only coming in and having the stuff, but demanding that the recording, like requesting that the recording happen because she has the yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the and also, I mean, that's the fucking dream. Also, she, I think she does a bit of that because she knows that she's only got that memory in her brain for a limited time before it gets absolutely destroyed. <laughs> she's like, I need to get this on the record before it goes. <laughs> Yep, yep. It's a limited time. The 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 magic ink is fading mm. quick. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um. <laughs> all right. Well. Um. Yeah. Man. What a. Uh, you know. Heaps of fun with all of our favourite guests on this episode. Um. Let's get another two of our favies in. 
All right, and joining us now we have special guests Hamish Blake and Andy Lee. Oh, yeah. how are you Nice to be here, guys. Nice to be here. Uh, we've never had you on the podcast together. We thought we'd pair you guys up. Not sure if you've met previously. Um, Hamish, this is Andy. Andy, this is Hamish. Yeah, it's like when you it's like when you get to like a panel show or something. Like, a, have you been paying attention? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like seen work, some mate. of your stuff. Big fan. Good yep. on you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, a, a long time rival of this podcast, Hamish and Andy, the uh, the Harlem Globetrotters to our Washington Generals. It's uh, good to be face to face. Finally, um. <laughs> just which is probably pretty apt because both times me and Andy have seen the Harlem Globetrotters, we've seen them separately. Yes, but both the same thing happened. We Whoa. realized both times we saw them, right? Which was the guy goes for the half court shot mm. um, and misses several times. Several times because Andy was. I went to it with. I went to the Harlem Globetrotters when I was in year eleven with Ryan Shelton, and, and I went much older in life. I went along like in uni days, which is weird. Like I, I don't even get the guise of being a young kid that's excited about America. Yeah, like basketball. they're at the glass house. I remember <laughs> my mum took me, and we were just so excited to see them. And then, and then, like the guy does this thing. Where it's almost like a shot put yeah. shot. And he kind of puts the ball up next to his neck and he bobs up and down a few times. Then he kind of like chucks the ball. And I, and I guess in training he makes it all the time. He missed the first, I missed the second, I missed like third, fourth. Mm. And just kept saying to the crowd like, hang on, hang on, hang on, I'm going to get it. And it got to this like super awkward <laughs> amount of times. Mm. And then five years later he's done the exact same thing. He's done the exact same thing. Oh, wow. exact same thing, right. I mean, that is what we've done a lot on our radio show. Just a lot of yeah. us like going, no, 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 we're going to get a half-court shot. And then <laughs> not getting it. <laughs> that, must be, that must be hard on the patience of the Washington Generals where they just keep fucking up the half-court shot. So then they've got to pretend they don't see the half-court, sh- half-court shot coming yet again. Yeah. Just like leaving Basically, the defense open. The, the, Washington, the Washington Generals were like the, I guess, like the, the Nazis on easy level of GoldenEye on Nintendo 64. <laughs> right, right. Just running into walls, <laughs> terrible shots. Can't hit you, really giving you a sporting chance. Or the Nazis on easy level of Hogan's Heroes maybe as well. (laughs) (laughs) From memory, it it wasn't always against the general. There was a a part where they showed off and then there was a part where they like... Yeah, it was like the shoot around, like the warm up and stuff. And then there was the game and then uh, the half court show I think was at half time. Right. Yeah, it wasn't during the game, uh, which obviously the the generals get a, a, a little bit of time off. Pretending to play. I always thought that the halftime rest was funny when you yeah. have been pretending to, you have to go and pretend to rest as well. Yeah. And, and also, like at halftime, they do all those stupid tricks and whatever. It's like, oh, let's do a half court shot. It's like, you've just been doing that for a whole half of basketball. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. You guys just did a thing where you stood on each other's shoulders and like did a backflip onto the hoop. The halftime show should just be like a legitimate normal game of basketball that you just watch. Yeah. Where there's some, some 12 year olds, and 12 year olds coming out yeah. and playing a solid zone defense. <laughs> yeah, playing no quite defensively. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of treat. Some actual manning up. Oh, nice. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> that, Sports bet taking the odds on the halftime show. Who's going to win? Yeah. How do you how do you get knocked back for a job on the Washington Generals as well? Like, how do you mess up that audition? Know, but is it, isn't, it, isn't it great that there's like someone out there going... You know, what do you do? Like, what do you like? You know, it'd be a yeah. PE teacher for sure. Be like, Mr. Kelvin, like, you know, what did you do before a PE teacher? Be like, 
Well, I was actually played in this team called the Washington Generals, and it, like it was a job. You know, and we made about the same money as you'd make doing cruise ships. Yeah. I wonder whether yeah. everyone in the team gets the same, is paid the same as well. Like, if, oh, you are you get... all paid the same to lose, or are there some better losers? Yeah. And, or but... does anyone join the right. Generals hoping to get drafted to the Globetrotters? What about the person that joins the Generals and goes, I've got this great contract, guys. I've got, uh, like, it's a low base salary but there's a high win bonus so as long as we uh, get a few of those we're on easy street yeah, we can make eight, i'm getting eight million a win like i don't have to do many wins sure it's it's 25k a year but that, that win bonus oh oh we just need a couple why doesn't every sport have like a harlem globetrotters equivalent like why isn't there like an afl team that's out there doing dumb tricks and shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every sport should just have yeah. a, like some, True. Like, like, some like version a of a team. This year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> torpedoes or something. Who only do 80, 80 meter torps. That's yeah. all they kick. <laughs> what, what, about, what about in swimming? You have one of those in swimming and it's just someone that's just, you know, occasionally has to be resuscitated every well, swim meet. <laughs> well, again, again, Eric, yep. Eric the eel was close to that. Yeah, like, was, they they remember, the like, yeah. but I, yeah. yeah, it's true. Like, I suppose that's what, like, you know, it's, the what big bash. Is, I suppose is it's cricket's attempt to go. They're all the globe trotters, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I suppose every when you think about it, every sport has a really terrible loser. I think that's what we're coming up with. <laughs> yeah. That could well and truly I'd just be the generals. Love it's to the, see, mm-hmm. love to see, like. You know, chess's Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah. Just yeah. the grandmaster yeah. cut, like, who can even, like, make the pieces do flips before they, like, <laughs> land on the square <laughs> he wants them to go on to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just taunting you, spinning that pawn on his finger before he lands it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gary Kasparov with tats on his neck. You know, cool. Let's make chess cool. That would be good. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's where he ended up after Deep Blue humiliated him. He went rogue. He went bad. <laughs> Hamish, you've been on uh, many of our live shows. Andy, you've been on uh, live shows of uh, the Little Dum Dum Club too. Uh, Hamish, we had you booked in for the uh, live 500th episode uh, that was meant to happen earlier this year, and I just realised uh, I never emailed you to say that it wasn't going ahead, so I, I certainly hope that you didn't turn up to the Athenaeum Theatre on Anzac Day this year. Apologies for that. That's my bad. Yeah, yep. d- d- did, got arrested, got arrested for breaching the curfew or whatever at the time. I remember when that was, I remember when it was booked, there, I mean, and it was his son's first recital, and he didn't get to his son's first, his son's first school recital. <laughs> oh. I, missed, I missed my little boy in Swan Lake. On Anzac Day. Right, wow. Right, yeah. yeah, doing it for the troops. Doing it for the troops. Um, some of the kids got to be Anzacs. Yeah. Others others got to, to play the uh, opposing forces at Gallipoli. Yep. It was a short straw. <laughs> short straw to draw. And another another Harlem Globetrotters versus Washington general situation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 more, more ramifications. But... I remember you guys, you booked that show because remember there was like a week of uncertainty with the comedy festival where mm. initially it was just like it was venue numbers. It wasn't a, it wasn't a clear cancel. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but I remember seeing on Instagram you guys posted like, guys, no, we're still going ahead. Like it's less than 500 <laughs> seats, so we're all cool to do it. Shouldn't be a problem. And that was the last post I saw, I saw about it. Have <laughs> you guys noticed that around Melbourne particularly – the trams never updated any of their advertising. I suppose advertisers are all yes. just pulled back, and there's still trams going around going, 
Catch Peter Hellier's show here. Yeah, Best Catch of the Fest is still getting you. advertised almost a full year on. Maybe they're just going to keep it. Their numbers, yeah, their numbers are going to be huge. They're going to be killing it. That, that is, is a year's worth of that is a, that is a, <laughs> that is a, tr- a very um, sneaky little trick. Trams don't get advertised on. So if you're a Tom Gleason, Tom Gleason usually gets advertised up until September. So if you yes. – I, I don't know yeah. whether it's like a comedy festival thing or just a tram thing, but if you want to sneak one of your radio ads onto a tram, just just pretend it's a comedy festival show, whack their logo on there or something, you'll get free advertising, I reckon, for five to six months later in the year. True. It's, it obviously costs a fair amount of money to get the advertising off so they don't bother doing it until yeah. the next one comes <laughs> along. Yeah. You should, if you're smart, and for comedy festival stuff, you should put your, your show up plus another pro- plus like omo or something yeah. another product that you can on sell part of the billboard to or have a book and like have a show and a book to just go yeah. you know got my show coming up but also books available all year round right. the other thing is and Hamish and I experienced this on the ill-fated Hamish Nandy show on channel 7 mm. where well I mean we're, 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 just faded I mean it wasn't ill-fated it was yeah some people might have loved its fate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a huge part of the population that was that, yeah. that enjoyed its fate. Yeah. But we had to. Um, we were doing essentially like an Australia's Got Talent type segment, which like people come on doing dumb things. It was a really bad variety type moment in the show, which Hamish and I didn't like. And we we're giving away uh, oh, a right, TV. Yeah. And yeah. and we we're like, the prize oh, for winning was like a, a TEAC or something. Yeah, TEAC. I, I think it was a TEAC. It was a little bit like Funniest Home Videos, but, yeah. but shitter. But we were like, you know, a TV and a DVD player from our very good friends at TEAC. Yeah. And so we were like, oh great, you've got you've got sponsors. That's that's good news. Thinking the show's going well. Yeah, we we, as... we felt rumblings that the show wasn't doing well. We were like, but that's a that's a good sign, isn't it? We yeah. got TEAC on board. Yep. And it was our first time we had to do a thanks to a very good friends uh, type sponsor. We went on to be pros at it for two decades. Uh, of doing radio, commercial radio. But the um, the funny thing was we went to the, the Channel 7 executives. Well, this is going really well. You know, we've got a sponsor. And, they're like, and do you want us to do a bit more for TIAC? Like, should we, you know, bring the CEO's son in and show him around the studios? <laughs> and, they, and they said, no. Mr. and Mrs. No, TIAC. actually. <laughs> yeah. They said, no, no, it's uh, it's not sponsored, but it looks worse when you don't have a sponsor. Oh. So we bought, we actually had to buy the DVD. They were oh, paying wow. for retail. And oh. the TV. <laughs> yeah. And then we were just saying thanks to TX to make it look like they enjoyed being on board. Oh, great. You f- fake it till you make it. We need to do that. Yeah. I just love the idea of the marketing manager of TX watching the show going, the fuck is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And complaining, yeah. complaining about it. That would yeah. be good. Do not associate us. <laughs> thanks to uh, this of this podcast, obviously, thanks to Lamborghini and to uh, <laughs> Apple, all Apple products. <laughs> it also explains why it was a brand like TIAC, like not anything big like Sony or Samsung, because someone from seven, seven, Channel 7 had to take money out of petty cash <laughs> yes. and go down to Harvey Norman and yeah. just get like a fucking Sanyo or something, yeah. like some yeah. bizarre. And, like, and someone, <laughs> so, some accountant going actually could we do maybe we could have uh, NQR as a sponsor instead because uh, petty cash is running low this week it, it probably would have changed the next week depending on like what the what the better deal was for a TV just to be like yeah right. no now it's a pal sonic yeah yeah pal sonic yeah. yes yeah thanks to this week's sponsor expired milk check it out guys they're on board they're big yeah. fans we yeah. love them we love them down here. Yeah, I'm not sure if dumpster diving can be a sponsor, but um, we're associated with that now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, great, great. Well, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry you've missed out on your appearance fee um, for the 500th episode. Uh, 
uh, hopefully you're still keeping well. Hopefully the um, uh, the government have sorted you out with a, a, a little bit of sweet cash money replacing that. But uh, we'll be well, back. Yeah, did you guys get job job keep? I mean, that, could, you could go. That's the week that we were going to make our money, and so that's just. <laughs> could you just get job keeper based on that week for the rest of the year? It's it's literally we we rescheduled it to like it's like in two weeks time, and it like it's it, it, the reschedule show is in two weeks time from when we're recording, and I hit up the theatre the other day, and they were like. I was like, are you going to talk to us at some stage about rescheduling this sold-out thousand-seater show? And they're like, uh, oh, you can ring me one day about it if you want, I guess. I'm like, is this – how the fuck is this happening? Are they just not fussed about it at they've all? They've all given up. They've nah, all given up. It's like airlines. They've just, I mean, Carl, you'd have had three or four flights to Thailand that you needed to get refunds on and stuff. But, I mean, aside from <laughs> the actual money back for the refund, you would have had, like, pain and suffering on your travel insurance. Like, did, Can you sue for emotional distress oh, look. for not getting to be in Thailand? <laughs> uh, absolutely, I would. But, I mean, as, as uh, listeners of the show know, I am uh, perpetually on standby for for Thailand, I never buy I never buy a ticket. I am on standby the entire time. I did a I did a very stressful uh, standby, uh, like thirty six hour um, total trip to Liverpool earlier this year, and so every trip well I ever done. take is on a knife's edge. Uh, because I have. So oh. there's someone at the airport, like with the bat signal, but it's just a big singer beer sign, and then they shine <laughs> it, and you just burn to the <laughs> airport and jump on the plane. <laughs> it's my look. My entire life in airports is like seeing how many seats is le- uh, are left, and then going, "Fuck! I hope about three people don't turn up." That's my. That's my. <laughs> That's my departure that, lounge. That is a vibe. holiday well earned. Yeah, That's oh, a holiday well earned. the holidays feel extra good. By the way, once I get there, it, it is fuck. It's tension. <laughs> there filled. must be someone who works at like the Singapore airport that uh, that's really good with faces that is just convinced you're a drug mule. He's like, I see this guy like <laughs> six times a year and he's always like sweating. He seems yeah. really, really stressed. Yeah. So it's like Pacing. constantly he's, checking he's his He's making a lot of like, maths in his mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I, I know, because they're like, oh, you must be some sort of like hitchhiker or something of the air. And I'm like, no, I've got plenty of money. It's just, this is the way I choose to live. So... Yeah, yeah, I know it. Yeah. It's fun. That's yeah. excitement. You add a little you, bit of excitement. You, you're basically like, you know, that like you see there's like those two or three people that turn up to every footy team's home training and just like in any session they're just <laughs> on the fence hanging there. You're like that, but for Thai Airways. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Back again. Yeah, he just, he, loves, he it. just <laughs> loves it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, an, I, I'm the ambulance chaser of the air. That's what I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. yeah, it's uh it's pretty devastating at the moment. It is there is there is no one uh more unhappier with the uh, the lack of air travel than me. Um but yeah, but I haven't lost any money, so that's something. <laughs> something we can all feel good about. Yeah. Finally a feel good story out of the coronavirus. The, the Carl only... Chandler's doing okay financially. <laughs> the the thing I'm <laughs> the thing I'm literally looking into at the moment is like going, Okay, well there's no more Coast and Mill International Podcast Festival, which the the Hamish and Andy podcast very nicely sponsored the um, the the stubby holders of about two or three years ago. Thank you very much for that. That's, yes, that, we did. that sponsorship. The, but le- also the we, least we could do, and we saw the return. Yes, I mean, we, 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 we saw sponsorship. <laughs> you, 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 you see the yeah, see the kick of the game. I mean, oh, yeah. we you talk about doing well. Now we are in yeah. a very well feathered nest thanks to the little ROI there. Surely, surely you can see the the spike in downloads coming from Southeast Asia about two or three years ago, yeah, and you absolutely. know where that's People come from. Very very. 
very interesting. Yeah, not, not all stay, but enough to. Yeah. For that to have been a long worth tail, it. a long enough tail. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've been racking my brain, going, okay, if there's no international travel for the next year or year and a half or whatever it is, what what could I do that's like weirdly enough the knockoff pirate version of the Kosamui International po- Podcast Festival? So I think what I've been doing is I've been trying to hit up Darwin, places in Darwin, going, you know, because it's only it's so close to the equator. Surely that's the knockoff it's version. Tropical. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought he, I always thought you might be uh, eyeing off a Ute master. Ooh. I don't think there's been enough <laughs> y- Ute. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's not enough uh, musters I, going I, on. I think you boys would go down a treat at the Denny Ute muster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dummy Ute muster. Yeah. yeah, there's, you know, seen some of the people at our live shows. I reckon that fits more closely with the demographic than a fucking show on a tropical island does. Yeah, to be but, completely honest. But having said that, if you see the people at our live show, we could also do a, a podcast festival at an anti-mask rally as well. I think that would be about the same thing as well. So. <laughs> Might get good numbers. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you'll be able to hear the laugh. There won't yeah. be any masks covering. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, for, for people that uh, maybe haven't been listening back that long, we did, Hamish, we had you on an episode and we were talking about the first ever Kosamui International Podcast Festival and you said on the show that you were going to get branded stubby holders made for it. Hamish and Andy presents, the Little Dum Dum Club presents the Kosamui International Podcast Festival. Uh, you know, very funny riff. And, you know, we, of course, you know, thought funny thing to say, um, you know, we, we weren't expecting to hold your feet to the fire on it or anything like that. And then like three months later, just in the middle of the night, I get an email from you going, hey, mate, I was just having a beer that was in a stubby holder. And it reminded me, I said I was going to get those stubby holders made for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll get them ordered now and leave them at the front desk at work for you. So then I had to go into Osterio to pick them up and say, like, I just turn up at reception and go, oh, um, Hamish Blake from Hamish and Andy City was leaving some stubby holders here for me, and the woman had no idea what I was talking about. Amazing <laughs> that I didn't get kicked out of the building by security. So just, but got the stubby holder. So great gift, um, great, uh, great endorsement of the Kosamui International Podcast Festival, and also just a great prank to play on me to have me completely embarrassed in a media institution. I, rec- I recommend it to anyone. Just tell someone that you've got 100 stubby holders for them and have them turn up to your work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On top of that, I did, I did like it. was very generous of you, um, but I did like how, uh, you know, it was all branded. It was like official sponsor, but very strongly worded at the bottom was, Hamish and Andy will not be attending this podcast festival. <laughs> very, very clear yeah, yeah. that, like, you've, well, you've put in 100 bucks or so, but we will not be. We don't want anything to do with what's this disaster that's obviously going to tarnish Australia's reputation. Overseas. It was a weirder thing for me, Carl and Tom, because I get a call from home going, oh, by the way, we've sponsored a... Uh- a little bit of news from the sponsorship front. I, uh, I couldn't... Couldn't wait till our next marketing meeting to bring it up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. Yeah. 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 I've got a very persuasive PowerPoint that I want to show you. Yeah. It involved me getting too drunk at a live show and getting into some sort of big dick, yeah. I know I've got a merch guy contest. <laughs> and, we've got to, and we do kind of keep vague, you know, uh, account of everything in our receipts, but it kind of falls on my side of the Hamish Nanny yeah. business. Hamish is in charge of one offs and, um, and, and vibe. Big up. And, Big and ideas I'm, and whims. And I'm in charge of crossing T's and dotting lowercase J's. And, um, and yeah, the, the Phil, when Phil goes, uh, they've got a receipt here, Eddie's in New Zealand. He often does this. Hamel buys something on the joint account. He goes, 
I'm following up a receipt here. <laughs> like, Follow it to the cows what come the home, fuck Phil. What has been bought now? Yeah, yeah. Follow the money, Phil. <laughs> but if I if I remember correctly, it was during it was at a time when I was heavy on the merch. I I had a merch factory out of China that I'd put a few oh. big orders into for for Hamish and what anyway. Part of <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> Wuhan comes to mind. Something, yeah, some something sort of. Man. It yeah. was like a wet. A, a bunch of guys that made napkins to use at the wet market. Yeah, I remember but ordering we ping, ping, ping pong bats, but they might have got mixed up with the order. Yeah, right. Well, we got we got a whole bunch of stuff from this like merch factory. I just I surprised Andy with it one year, like fifty thousand napkins, and yeah, uh, I think we had a five hundred. Six-inch slight beveled edge rulers. We had some great stuff. You wouldn't rule with anything else. Yeah, we had a, you know, it was, and the bevel on the edge wasn't too harsh. It was no, just it was a slight beautiful. bevel. That's nice. So they were great rulers, and you know, they were great times. And yes. I think that's I was able to just tack the your your right. own stubby holders I, on the back of ours. I, I, yeah. I love the I, I right, love the okay. idea that that, that uh, Andy's got got all these receipts and got notification of this. Going, we, we're sponsoring this. What am I, Tiac? I didn't. I didn't sign up on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to our very good friends, Amish and Andy. <laughs> if we do another one, we don't even need to worry about getting these guys to sign off on it. We can just we, we can just say that yeah. whoever the, we can just say Tom Cruise is sponsoring the next Cosmo International Podcast Festival. Right, right. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys. Well, yeah, thanks heaps for uh, joining us. Thanks heaps for being a part of the show over years. Uh, we really appreciate Pleasure. it. And, uh, Love yeah, it, guys. Hopefully see you IRL Hey, soon. we'll get back there. We're going to be back. We're going to be back soon. Oh, marvellous stuff. How great of those boys to uh, lend us their time. Exactly, man. And two of the... Two of the genuine greats, like, is is there a... No, taking nothing away from Andy, but Hamish Blake, is he the funniest man in Australia? Probably, I would say. I think so. He's got my vote. Yeah. He's got my vote. Yeah. Um, and, and awesome of, you know, you can't get two bigger people in comedy in Australia than those two. And, um, you know, gave him the text, responded within five minutes, like, lovely of him to, to fit us in um, to a busy yeah. schedule. And especially when... Uh, we were we when we before we talked to them, there was about an hour of tech problems that they we were watching them over Zoom, sit mm. there and have to get put through, um, while their tech people sort of fuck things up. Um, yep. And we're sitting there thinking we're taking up an hour of Hamish and Andy's time, and yep. they could have earned two million dollars in this time. And yep. they're sitting there having to wait for the Zoom difficulties to, to get fixed, to talk to us for yep. nothing. But, it'll, you know, it'll all be worth it when they get those tech problems fixed up and they get to listen to us talk about Thailand for 15 minutes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Think of the finish line, boys. It's all going to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, very, very nice of them. And, and they've been great parts of um, – uh, of those, they've been great parts of live shows over the years. Um, yeah. Ham, that's the first. That's the first non-live episode we've had of Hamish for a long, long time as well. First time talking to him in a studio to some degree. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's only ever done one non-live one. I think we've had him on nearly. Yeah, like a number of years in a row um, at our live shows in April, and uh, every time I hit him up and ask him to do it, he's always straight back to me and could not be you know more up for saying yes and uh yeah is always so nice about it at the end sticks around at the end and has a beer uh yeah truly truly one of the greats both of them um two people who it's uh it's always it's it's you know anytime they come up in conversation with people outside of comedy it's always uh very nice to be able to go oh and 
just genuinely awesome dudes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think people outside of comedy always want the dirt. They always want to know if people are cunts or not. But uh, with those two guys, you got to give it up. Supremely nice dudes. Supremely Absolutely. nice and supportive dudes. A- Absolutely. Um, and maybe this is a nice little juncture to sort of mention um, for the last 10 years doing live shows. You know, the, the culture of the Little Dum Dum Club live shows um, growing over the last 10 years. I mean, I guess we we did one about maybe – we did a very ill-advised one maybe six months into doing the podcast where we just thought, <laughs> yeah, sure, let's let's just do a live show to all these all these fans that we've got. It's like, what the fuck were you thinking? You're six months into downloads. a podcast. But yeah. we did fill the room, I remember. Like, we were there going, like, you know, we, it, I mean, it was it was free to get in. But I remember mm. us standing there and it, the, there being a line of people to get into the room. It's a small room, but oh. it was still, you know, it was still full. We were like, what the fuck's going on here? This is, we're celebrities. Absolutely. It was one of the great feelings. Even now, looking back, one of the great feelings was, was us starting our show. And and I look, in hindsight, I don't even know if it was a full room, but um, just it being, having people in there that knew who we were. And we'd refer to mm. things from the show, and people would be like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Wow, this is incredible! This is, yeah, this is this is absolutely nothing that we've had before through stand up." But I just remember going, "Fuck, this is just absolutely amazing." Yep, yep, um, yeah. And that was a great. It that was a great day. And then over the years, I'm trying to think when the live shows really kicked into that next gear. I'm trying to think. Maybe one of the ones at Five Burrows. I remember there being a real point where it was like, oh, these live shows are turning into something else altogether. Yeah. Can you remember yeah, the moment really... where you really felt like it was – It was. I mean, I guess maybe the drunk cast, maybe the year that we had like a great mm. run where we would felt like all the live shows were pretty blistering and we are a bit more in control of how to do them and we felt like we'd maybe like worked out the formula and then mm. we had the, the thought of like, oh, last night of the festival we should – we should let's put on a little something extra for people who bought tickets to the actual shows. Like, what should oh, let's just do like a fuck around thing that's not recorded, and then we had this out of control, fucked show that we weren't recording, where it was just whoever wants to get up can come and get up, and people were just doing all this stupid shit. I think that was the little period that cemented it for me of like, oh, this is a, a, a whole new beast. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. We 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 did start to do a thing that we called uh, it was a bit of a legendary thing called the drunk cast. So the 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 last night of the comedy festival in Melbourne, we do this unrecorded drunk show where basically everyone was um you know not drowning their sorrows, but certainly maybe celebrating the end of the the festival. And it just they would just get riotous and out of control, and no one's you know keeping an eye on themselves because it's not being recorded and you could be visual and whatever so i think a bit of that then crept into just the normal live shows and it just they just yeah, got bigger and bigger and bigger uh, and yep. that's that's the i think that's the the lovely thing about the live shows over the years is i feel like every time we do live shows they grow and grow and grow and we've we haven't hit that top of the hill where you go oh fuck it's only downhill from here it feels like they're just they're, they're still slightly very slightly still going up there's no decline, yeah. I think, in the live shows. So, it, they've been an absolute pleasure. If, if you've been to one of them over the years, they're they're a bit of they're a bit of a party. I think that's the cool thing about our live shows is they're they're a, they're a genuinely fun thing to be part of. It's it's a little party. You're part of the party in some small degree, um, and it's not some sort of like bit of theatre or you know bit of thing that you're unconnected from. It feels like it's this big one sort of breathing living beast that everyone's part yeah. of. 
going into state to do uh, a live show for the first time. I guess the well, the first time we went anywhere into state would have been Sydney. But I remember we relatively early on we felt like we were hearing from people in Perth a lot. I felt like Perth was like oh yeah a, took off as an audience in a big way. Where I guess outside yeah, of Sydney right. was the first place that we were like oh maybe this should be the next place we expand and do a live show which felt huge because it is such a far way away from melbourne it's costly to get to etc etc but um but that being a, a big thing of like yeah could this be could this be worth it could we do this and and going over there and having a, a again a you know not a huge room but a full room on the other side of the country was just like wow fucking hell this is incredible yeah i sort of forgot that tommy the the Perth was that sort of place where it sort of we felt like it took off first. I forgot yeah. about that, but um, I think we were doing yeah. better there than we were in Sydney for quite some time. Like absolutely, Perth was, Perth was yeah. big time early adopter, and we I don't I, God knows why there of all places, but um, yeah. God bless them. You're right. God bless you if you're, you're a right. Perth listener that's been coming from back in the day. Um, yeah, some super fun shows over there. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, f- I did forget about my love of Perth, but um, yeah, good on you, good on you, Path. I love you. Mm. We can't wait to get back. And given given the state of the world at the moment, it's probably the first place we'd be technically allowed to go back to, where you know, to do a show at. Whether we we're allowed to go into the states, probably a different thing. But um, yeah, man, I cannot wait. Just look, thinking back at the memories of the live shows, particularly the ones where we travel. Oh, just makes me wish I could. Hurry up and do it all over again. But um, cannot wait to come to wherever you live, dear listener at home. Um, great. Okay. Well, look, love the live shows over the year. Can't wait to do more of them. Um, now, we've had some big names on the show this episode already. A lot of people have lent down, you know, from the top of the mountain, given us a little bit of a boost. Here's a couple of miscreants of uh, people that we, we took from the bottom of the ladder, the bottom of the comedy yep. ladder, and we helped them up to the second last rung on the comedy ladder. Let's get them in. All right, and joining us now, we have Nick Capper and Brett Blake. Oh, yes. We've, yes. We've had some, we've had some uh, miscellaneous characters, and now we've got the, the big boys, the big names. The big wig, the, the, top, the top end of town, you know? Yeah. The That's yeah. it. That's mm. it. I'm nervous. Yeah. Mm. I'm nervous. I'm, yeah. I want to impress these guys. I want them to have a good time on the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick strictly to my notes. I've made a few notes so I don't sort of lose it mid-interview and uh, and, and just fan out and try and ask <laughs> for an autograph through Zoom. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. S- save me, Tommy, I if I flounder. I've since we had Weird Al on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hamish and Andy, more like open micer and even bigger open micer. <laughs> nice. Got nice. us. There you go. Yeah. Very okay, catchy. sorry. I didn't start strong. <laughs> Can we record that again? That should be your catchphrase. <laughs> Kappa, Start week ca- and end week. That's how to do comedy by Nick Kappa. Kappa, we've seen you stand up. We were assuming that's how you're going to start. Real bad, and then it gets worse, and then it becomes yeah. bearable. To be fair, I, I, I it was actually I didn't, one of his better efforts. I didn't know. I didn't know that Kappa knew which bits were bad. I just thought he assumed that that. That's all sort of the same. <laughs> no, guys, it's all part of the art. Uh, as, a, <laughs> as a famous comedian once told me, don't open strong, don't close strong. Right, great. Kept me okay. going for a yeah. long time. Who was it who told you that? Yeah, who was that? Uh, I, I don't know, just myself, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, he's good on his yeah, feet, isn't he? <laughs> if, if that's what you call art, Nick Kappa, I'm with ScoMo. Cut the fucking funding. Get it out of there. We yeah, don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, you know what they say, Nick Kappa, as good on his feet as Stephen Hawking. That's what they've always said about Mate, him. If ScoMo, if Sco, That's the second if book. ScoMo saw me, if ScoMo saw me, he'd be like, fuck, there is enough art in Australia. This is a masterpiece. No more funding. Right. It would have, that, it would oh, have an opposite effect. That's why they've got rid of the funding. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like, this they've is good enough. Yeah. 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 It's like when you've built a building and it's finished, you don't put more money into the building of the building. It's yeah. done. It's you don't finished. put a, a second and third roof on top, do you? There's already a great roof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, who goes? Who needs to see the Mona Lisa in France when you can just see it on stage with a big dick attached? <laughs> <laughs> I actually got kicked out of the Louvre for trying to um, – Put my own painting that I'd done of the Mona Lisa's dick, like under. I kind of went up to where it is and tried to put that on the wall, just underneath, like a continuation of the painting. I was like, I actually found it. I unearthed this, right. and uh, they kicked me out. So, Man, yeah, that's the, my. That's the my the French never respect our culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. The French are weird. They like Jerry Lewis, but they don't like Daslow's penis addition to the Mona Lisa. What a country! <laughs> yeah, very. Very heteronormative, the Louvre, I have to say. <laughs> very, very, like, pretty transphobic to kick me out for just for the, just for what they consider to be the crime of attaching a penis to the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Really transphobic stuff. Yeah. Sacre bleu. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, for being, thanks for being part of our little 10th anniversary show, Nick Capper and Brett Blake. Now, look, we've got some big names on this show. Um, that are kind enough to to do this, but you guys are you guys are probably the other end of things where we've um, brutal. You know, we've oh, given yeah. we've get, no, but we've given you a bit of a go. You you've actually got a little bit of help from this show rather than the other way around where we've gotten help off other people. I guess so. It's well, nice I like to, to think of it nice more of me that. throwing you a bone, but yeah, potato potato, mm. whatever way you want to see it. Sure, okay. Well, you're dyslexic in your uh, perceptions of the world as well. Yeah, okay, not just before I was in this podcast, I remember. Sitting under the Christmas tree going, oh, please, this year can I have more lonely dorks in my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're here. You're welcome. <laughs> um, having said that, Kappa, who – now, you're, in your, you're recording this in your house where you live. Now, who lives in your house at the moment? Man, where, yeah, now, how do you, was... What sort of people are they? How do you know them? Before you, before you guys got me to do this episode this week, I was like, oh, you go, oh, think about what Dum Dum has played in your life or whatever. And I'm like, I can't get away from this fucking show. So, yeah, my flatmate, he's <laughs> he's a listener. I met a- your, your flatmate you met in Koh Samui at the Koh Samui yeah. Podcast Festival and your girlfriend you met at the Koh Samui International Podcast Festival. Yeah, I'd, I'd regard her as flatmate um, – as well, right, uh, okay, moment, yeah, sorry. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. haven't committed yet. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, We're still okay. going steady, right. casual thing. Right. Um, oh, right yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I met, I met her uh, that Are way. Are they her uh, words or your words, mate? <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> She's she's uh, she's using you as a fifty percent off uh, discount to get into live shows for Dum Dum Club, I, I believe. I believe yeah. her words were. Yeah, and even if even if that's not enough, um, our bubble buddy because we're in COVID is also Dum Dum fan. So yeah, great, fucking great. So everyone in your house is just constantly saying to you, "What's what's Tommy and Carl really like? <laughs> yeah. How do they get their ideas?" <laughs> That's, yes. your, that's your life 24-7 <laughs> I was going to say, Carl, they've met you They know exactly what you're like Yeah, cool <laughs> A cool yeah, dude yeah. It, yeah, it definitely starts with C But it doesn't end with all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Cappy, you were a you were a you were a fan of this before um before you were on it because that was our first uh, kind of meeting. I remember seeing you when I knew you from doing stand up before we'd had you on as a guest. You you would turn up to our live shows, uh, having paid for a ticket. Yeah, there was like a couple of times one of the joint maybe. Yeah, I paid for a ticket at the joint. I remember it was insane. People were going crazy. People were buying shots. I remember like <laughs> this is how nerdy I was. I was like, oh wow. Reed Parker's at the bar. That is cool. <laughs> <laughs> a listener of the show that does some photoshopping. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You were looking around that room at all those crazy people and going, God, I'd love to live with between two and three of these yeah. people someday down the road. <laughs> did, you, did you even look at the stage at any point or were you just looking around the crowd going, oh, cool, what a lineup? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this a live show or a rental inspection? What's going on here? <laughs> Can I get your autograph? And by autograph, I'm just getting you to sign on to my lease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. And do you know what? Here's a weird thing I remembered, right? A lot of people were creating dum-dum mm. um, parody Twitter accounts, mm. uh, like dum-dum yep. in the 80s, dum-dum whatever. And I, <laughs> 90s, I created yeah. one that was – that uh, maybe you guys don't know it was me – was dum-dum um, there will be blood dedicated fans account. So it was <laughs> – <laughs> That is that is niche. That's very niche. I tried to find the account, and that's that's the first thing you guys wrote. I think was yeah, this is very niche. I don't know who made this. But it's fucked. Right. What what would oh, one wow. of the tweets be? Yeah, the what's an content? example? Yeah, I think one of them was um, uh, Carl. Carl goes deaf. Tommy beats him to death with a rolling pin. Something like that. <laughs> Great. Man, I, I, I can't <laughs> believe it didn't really yep. kick off. Yeah. yeah, bring it back. Yeah, yeah bring, bring it, it back. back. Some good shit there. I don't mind it, though. <laughs> Just at the end, after he's bludgeoned him to death, Daniel Day-Lewis, instead of going, I'm finished, he goes, see you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there will be dumb cunts. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty cool, actually. It's the dream. That's, that's So you've gone from buying tickets to our show to... Yeah, but going out with one of the fans, living in it with another one. Now you you you've been Nick Capper on quite a journey. You you obviously long term listeners will know. We, well, they themselves funded your trip to um, London mm. via China, via the rest of it in the tuxedo. You've you've gotten as much out of this podcast as probably us. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I love it. Like it's so it's been so cool when we went to London, like and I went all through. All around the world uh, in the tuxedo, and it was just a dream adventure. It was just such a dream, you know, to just be. Yeah. It was most people's just, nightmare, and it was a nightmare. Yeah. And I and I felt like yeah. dying, but it was uh, still a dream, you know. Just to recap, the the fans, you know, paid listeners paid for you um, for all the, all the sort of expenses to get flown over and all that sort of stuff. As as long as you wore the tuxedo nonstop, had your hair flattened out, had lipstick on. Oh, that was Blakey's contribute con- yeah. contribution, I believe. Wasn't yeah, it yeah. The lipstick was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the real cherry on top. It really tied the whole outfit together. Oh, yeah. yeah. So great work, I like Blake. to make sure he's yeah. like got an ensemble. People really know who he is. But I think we should give us give a special uh, mention to the to the real heroes of that journey. Is anyone who was sitting in a fucking two minute radius of Nick Kappa because he would have stunk up a storm. Jesus oh, Christ! On a plane. Yeah. God, yeah. imagine. I remember mm. I was in Germany, um, mm. I got on a train in Austria or somewhere, and the nicest guy sat next to me, and I was kind of rude to him, 
because I just wanted to sleep. I couldn't, and I felt all itchy and stuff. So I just kind of didn't pay much attention. He was trying to <laughs> strike up a conversation, and so he just got this stinky, rude dude next to him, just fucking. <laughs> Was this I? I missed the start. Was this on the Sky Bus on the way to the airport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was this on your couch at home? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have been happy to talk to anyone at that point. No one wanted to talk to me at that stage. Yeah, great. So, Cappy, you that was that was you going to London. You ended up in London with us, which was great. Some great shows over there. We had, and and in fact, we basically Tommy and I basically did did the shows and then went home. But you went out and partied afterwards, crazy all night. And um, so you made some. You must have made some contacts over there, over in the UK. Oh yeah. Oh man, the uh, hospitality was immense. I I can't yeah. tell you the mountains of hospitality <laughs> that I received. Na- name in the a few UK. of the culinary delights you experienced, Nick. Um, a lot of frosty oh, things. There's too many, too many to list, Brett. Too many. I, yeah. I can't pronounce them. Old British words. Everything. Um, uh, Charlie yeah. was one I thought of. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of um, South American delicacies, yeah. I, I presume. <laughs> Yeah, yep. mm. pretty chilly there the time of year we were there in July. A lot of, lot of snow, as I remember. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, yep. Straight from yeah. the peaks and of I, Chile. I would, I would have assumed that um, your clothes would have been a lot cleaner given all the washing powder I saw floating around you at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible dandruff problem by the looks of you as well. <laughs> yeah, really around the nose well. area. It's not, it doesn't really normally hit those hairs, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're in the moustache. Yeah, how, yeah, how did your hair not have dandruff, but your moustache did? Very weird. Um, that, that was the only time of. Oh, I felt like a rock star. So, but that was when I felt like a real rock star. Just everyone in England was so nice. I couldn't believe it. Just everyone was like, "Hey, mate, buy me drinks and stuff and whatever." And I just, I was floating on cloud nine. I'd just done the best adventure, and it was all because of you guys. Thank you so much. It's worth getting a message every hour from Carl going, fuck you, Um, (laughs) which has been my life the last (laughs) four to five years. (laughs) Hi, fuck you. Or sitting down to a nice dinner. Sitting down to a nice dinner at night when I've only got like one night off in three weeks, then Carl sending me a message, can you get up in five minutes, be here, or get on the pod. (laughs) It's all more than worth it, you know. But, yeah, this guy – Sorry for offering you work. This bloke in England, Ross, he's a real nice fella. He, uh, he, yeah, we're, we're, he was a very hospitable gentleman, <laughs> and uh, he, um, he said that maybe he's making a film where I play a Scottish soccer player. <laughs> so he might be try to fly me over to England to be in so this was, film. So I don't know what is going to happen. He wants to fly you over to England to play a Scottish soccer player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? What? What? It's more efficient. Man, There's look, no one close to Scotland there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I don't, look, I don't want to. I want this trip. So, guys, let's just from here on say that I do a great mm-hmm. Scottish accent. <laughs> uh, yep. I yep. have a can high interest in football. A, can you give us a little bit of an audition of a your Scottish accent and b some Scottish terminology? So you let's let's put you in the situation right now. What's your character's name again? Um, I don't know, uh, Scotty McScotland. S- Scotty McScotland, okay, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Good to see you've learned the script. Yes. Um, so, Scotty, um, well done. You, you you played well today. What? Um, what? How do you think the team played? What were the, the strengths and weaknesses of the, of the team you played for? Oh, we kicked a goal, you know. 
He kicked a goal. Oh, Im- impressive. Very he knows, hard. The, he knows, I kicked he knows a goal. the word goal from soccer. Can we edit this Very out, please? Good. I really want to get Is this. this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, leave it. Is this Nick Capper or Daniel Sloss? I can't tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I reckon, if he stood up, Lewis. I reckon if he stood up and got his little dick out, we'd probably know the difference, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll give Capper. We'll give Capper a break now because he needs to sort of slowly move out of character, yes. and it's going to take a while. Yep. He's so yep. deeply embedded in uh, in Scotty there. Um, but Blakey, you, you again. You were a you. I don't know if you came to live shows, but you'd listened to the show before you came on because I remember the first time I ever met you. You bought uh, you bought merch off me. Yes, yes, Carl. I also remember the first time I met you. It's um, it's been stuck in my brain. It was actually brought up on the first live Perth show I did. Um, mm. A young comedian from Perth. I'd been I've been painting my nan's house for about a month, and um, I was uh, I decided to just get into podcasts. So I started on episode one of the Dum Dum, and I think I worked through like must have been doing eight episodes a day or something crazy like that. And then um, two months later. Uh, I saw on the on a I think it was the Laugh Resort thing. They said you know Carl Chandler, and I was like, oh, oh, hope I get on that lineup. Got on the lineup, and I was like, man, it's going to be exciting. I get to get to meet the guy that's on this podcast. It's going to be really great. And I walked up to you. I said, hi, mate. Can I get a t-shirt and the thing? And then you go, oh, are you Brett? I go, yeah, yeah, I'm Brett. And you're like. Don't ever fucking send me fucking emails asking for gigs. No one wants vouchers on their emails. It's fucking annoying. I was like, yeah, great to see you're a fucking cunt. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Tommy, guess what? You're not fucking getting away this easy either because I haven't brought up this story about one Mr. Allsop yet and I was saving it for a special occasion and here's the story where I first met you. Now. Oh, nice. Young, young Brett, once again, goes to Melbourne. Uh, I was like, wow, Carl's a bit of a cunt. You know, I can't wait to meet the other half of this, this uh, podcast. So I went to see your, uh, your solo show, the one um, with the Vegemite thing about you having cancer or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many years ago. That's been the last three. <laughs> that's the only two things that have ever happened to me. Um, I, I, went, I went there with my partner. And uh, we went and saw the show and then a friend got me into festival club. You know, I'd only been doing comedy a year, year and a half, two years or something like that. And uh, I was, you were there, you were at festival club by yourself. I was at festival club by myself. I'd just seen your show. I was like, man, this is, I feel like we've got a connection. We've been, I laughed, I cried. Yep. This is the guy. I walked up to you. I said, g'day, I'm Brett. Really enjoyed your show. And in classic festival club move, you went, yeah, looked over my shoulder and then went, okay, bye, and then just fucked off and walked off, <laughs> walked off to the bar and had a drink with no one else. <laughs> and I was like, well, it must be genetic. They both must be fucking cunts. Jesus Christ. Yeah, great. Because that that's the classic move. That's the classic move of like a, a gig after your show is to go and meet up with, you know, other people. And, yeah. and, and that's what people get like hung shit on for. You, you, you'll be meeting up with your peers and they'll be looking over your shoulder looking for someone better to talk to. But yeah. for him to see no one... Yeah. It's better than to talk yep. to you. It's Just all, walk to an empty look, bar. Look, it's a bad review for Tommy, but it's also a bad review yep. for you, to be fair. 
When's yeah? When's the story get embarrassing for me? That's, that's, that's fucking awesome. I stand by it. I'd do that now, Dude, and I know you well. Yeah, that's an alpha move, and I respect that. Um. Brett, Brett, was this when you had the fringe and the cardigan? Because I wouldn't have fucking told oh, you. Well, mate. Love, it. Love it. No, I had the leather yeah. jacket back then. I was a real bad boy. <laughs> this is this was this was Brett Blake undercover pretending he wasn't a bogan. This is this is something I quite quite enjoyed. I love this too because it's like this I don't know how you know close together these interactions were, but it's like in presumably what a, a whatever space of time period you've been just absolutely disrespected by both of the hosts of this show and yet you continue to listen. You suck, dude. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say I continue to listen. I went up to the point and then I was like, they're both cunts, fuck them. And then I was like, I rang my missus like, you know that cunt show we just saw about the wah, 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 I've got cancer? Yeah, I wish it took his from his fucking life, you know? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sorry. It's Brad. like, man, what is? I'm from fucking Perth, and I'm getting disrespected by disrespected by two dorks from Melbourne with a fucking shit podcast. I'm like, fuck them, fuck <laughs> Melbourne. See you later. <laughs> Great. Great, <laughs> great. That, well, that, I'm sorry, Brett. That was I'm, yeah. Sorry, but Blakey, that was back. Well, you were you you know we've changed just like you've changed. We're, we're no, great you blokes now. Just like no, we have. Sure, <laughs> sure. Let's say we have. But you were different then. You had you had the short hair. You had uh, uh, your, your material was basically swap in swap the word jet ski for protractor back then. You were this really weird undercover fucking nerd or something back. then. Oh, I had a flip chart. Is that what you mean by protractor? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I, I used to I used to have um, my spiky hair. I used to have uh, – I used to try – I used to wear a cardigan on stage to make me look more artsy. And then I used to have a flip yeah. chart with all my jokes on a flip chart. Mate, there's still bangers oh, in there. But still like the jokes were still fucked. Like the first joke was like something about having anal sex with Delta Kudrum. So it was still, it was, it was still crook. People like, check out old Artie McGee. Then I'd be like, I just had anal sex with Delta Kudrum. Like, what a dork. Uh, Right. I I love that you're so drawn to people with cancer. Tommy Daslow, Delta Kudrum. What is it? Yeah. 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 I can smell it on people. Except in that interaction before, it was me fucking you in the (laughs) ass. But um, you, you guys, you guys are two of our all-time favourite guests, and you, and you, um, you go together. You go together. It's 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 Blakey and Capper, Capper and Blakey. You mm-hmm. you spend a lot of time with each other, um, like at the Kosamui Podcast Festival, at a lot of gigs that we do. You seem to almost come together all the time. What? But you've 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 Capper, you even stayed at at Blakey's house in in Perth, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I've stayed there. I stayed, I've stayed with his parents and also in his nana's caravan. Um, I respected <laughs> his nana's caravan by um, getting naked and then asking Brett about a certain painting on the wall to see if it was crooked or not. And he'd turn around and he'd go, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" <laughs> <laughs> well, this this actually brings up the next part of the story: how we're always together. Because my my uh, my mum happened to think for a while that we were more than just friends. Nick, did I have I, have I told you this? <laughs> no. <laughs> So that year, I, I was telling mum and dad, I was like, you know, because my dad loves Nick because they both talk about birds for half an hour, actual birds. It's boring. About birds? About actual yeah, birds? Yeah, actual birds. And dad's like, what do you reckon about this one? And he'd be like, oh, that's like a peregrine falcon. And dad's like, yeah, nice. 
Um, <laughs> they get along real well. But uh, one year I was, uh, uh, I was he- headed to Perth and I didn't know at the time, but one of the girls I was seeing um, put – it's grotty, but I'm going to tell the story. One put, of the girls. She put – the, the, yeah, the girl I was seeing put um, undies, her undies, in my suitcase. And I, didn't, I didn't, wasn't aware of this, right? When I got to Perth, I did all the washing – Hanged everything up on the line, and then I was telling Mum, I was like, "Nick, Nick's doing. Nick keeps getting naked all the time. He's doing the naked man. It's pretty funny." And then my mum kept seeing like women's undies on the clothesline, and she just started <laughs> to really just fucking the cog started to tick, and she kept just asking me like, "Yeah, like, are you sure you've got a girlfriend? Like, you know, if you don't like women, right. I'm like, what are you talking about, Mum? I don't understand." What, what's going on here? And she's like, if you were Nick a gay, that's okay. We're not, we're not fussed. So good. If you're up to weird things wearing women's <laughs> that's, underwear, that's awesome. I don't care. I still I love, love you. You're still my boy. I'm I like, love, oh, my God. I also love the idea that, like, that's in Perth, that's how you spot someone's gay. They're wearing women's underwear every day. That's the, that's the giveaway. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> or, or they're yeah. just not wearing monster energy drink clothing. Yeah. (laughs) Look at these two gays coming back from Melbourne. I also love this too. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so funny too. Like, Nick wears women's underwear and you, Brett, wash them for him. Yeah. Like, once again, I'm getting cucked by people on this podcast. Fuck. (laughs) No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I love the idea that that you would have gone, like, Mum. That's not Kappa's underwear. You can tell by the fact it's on the clothesline. It's clearly been washed. Yeah. That can't be Kappa's. <laughs> also, I, the only thing that annoyed me, I was like, Mum, if I did swing that way, as if I couldn't do fucking better than Nick Kappa. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love you, but Jesus. I mean, I'm up here, brother. How well do you think you could go in comedy? What do you mean, like, who I could get? I mean, I'd be... Yeah, yeah. Who I mean, get, yeah. Pff, probably Tommy Little or something like that. Oh, you could fuck Tommy Little, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Wow, nice. okay. A Dave Thornton? Thornton's too tall, maybe a little. Not only have sex with a right. man, but turn one that is not gay yet. Do you reckon you've got that power, Brett? <laughs> man, yeah, you're man, really aiming for the stars, <laughs> getting the sky here, all right? Try Start with yeah, a gay person you, first. But Kappa... <laughs> You wait till you see how fancy Blakey's underwear would be. It would yeah. it would turn any man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's the so Perth funny. The first gay underwear. It's like my mum yeah. shouldn't have known that they weren't your underwears. There wasn't like seventeen skid marks down the gut with a fucking <laughs> like a Snickers packet somehow caught in it. Yeah, skid marks on both ends. <laughs> I got just banned. one hole blown out. Yeah. I got banned from the washing machine um, uh, because. Uh, I ate too many lollipops. Yeah, we know you've been banned from the washing machine. And uh, <laughs> hang, hang on a minute, what? You've been banned from a washing machine to start with. But yeah, the clothes what? washing machine because I ate too many lollipops and uh, I kept the sticks in my pocket and I clogged up the machine, so broke the machine. <laughs> I didn't empty my pockets. Is this, did you steal this story from the little rascals or something? <laughs> <laughs> I remember well, when I went... You mean, you're fucking nearly 40, Kappa. When I went to um, um, Kappa's... Kappa's house once. He lived with Nighty at the time, and Nighty comes out and goes, "Hey guys, um, comedian Ben Knight, another comedian Ben Knight comes out and goes, guys, I just opened up the washing machine and I found a Snickers wrapper, 
uh, 20 cents, a Tazo, um, an odd bod, a yo yo. He's like, whose stuff is this? I was like, mm, besides the 20 cents, I reckon it's all cappers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. All right. Well, uh, We'd better wrap it up. Thanks, boys. Thanks for joining thanks. us. Thanks for being. Thanks uh, for having us. Honestly, thanks a lot. I really appreciate you guys. I really love the podcast. I love being included. You got a great fan base. Um, I know you both cunts and you give me shit all the time, but I love you and congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you and guys. Fuck heads, Tell got ya. Oh, <laughs> damn. I'm gonna go over there and get a beer. <laughs> yeah. <Nice>. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same. Thanks, guys. Thanks for. Uh, yep. You know, th- you're welcome I- for your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Take her, please. Uh, no, um, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. I, 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 yeah, it's been so good. And I, I, I look for, I, I reckon rather, look, when pop groups, you know, you know, when you've got a band like the Kings of Leon or something and they start getting in the top, in the charts, that's when they wind it back a bit. You guys are going to go crazier and more extreme. Okay. Cause that's what you've been doing yeah. so far. So you've got to see yeah. more and more loose shit because it's been going nuts. Yeah. And you guys have well, actually – you're actually creative, which, Carl, I didn't think there was a creative bone in your body. I thought, oh, the, it's like asking the Terminator to paint the Mona Lisa. But you uh, <laughs> you have a few times. I like, I like so how good. you just said Carl was creative and you're like, yeah, Carl's so creative. What happened last week? Hey, Nick Carr, can you whack your fat dick into this mould? <laughs> now Man, that art. should be in the Louvre Yeah, yeah, yeah The Terminator wishes he could come up with something as good as that Instead of just shooting people Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah so thanks guys No, it's been awesome And look, looking forward to more years to come Yeah, we'll have to work on where to send you As soon as the, as soon as the um, planes start up in the air You'll be on the first one Headed to the fucking South well, Pole or can, whatever the fuck Can we do another Costa Mui Festival you. for the love of God? Yeah, I reckon uh, someone mentioned this. If uh, uh, the tux- next next trip isn't tuxedo, it's Brett and I dressed as characters from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Can there, yeah. can, but there's only one character that has no brain. Do you both dress as him? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, Carl, fucking you classic can be the- Tin Man Carl over here. No fucking heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was going to say Tommy's Very a lion good. with no courage, but he had no qualms looking straight past me at that bar that night, so he's full of courage. <laughs> Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> yeah, no, that, Out no, of this fucking dull conversation. He's Dorothy. He was talking to you and just clicking his slippers together going, no place like home. Get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. thanks for all your help. Mate, you. Love you. Love ya. Wonderful stuff. And you're welcome, boys. You're welcome for yep. everything. You're welcome, despite the fact they – I don't think they really thanked us for anything then. And they, In fact, they just tried to make us look like cunts and put a fair bit of mayo on a few stories there. Shout out to um, – Brett Blake's sponsor, Craft, um, I assume. I assume he's getting uh, paid to put that mu- <laughs> amount of mayo on some of those stories. But um, yeah, appreciate I'm it. Gonna appreciate get it, you boys. Good. When I didn't know you at all, I came up and talked to you when you were at a bar minding your own business and you didn't want to talk to a complete stranger. Wow, my bad. Boy, do I feel like a bit of a cunt. 
well, yeah. Oh, look, his conversation with me was slightly different to the to the comedic way he 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 um told it then. But sure, okay, yep. Then I stabbed mm. Brett Blake, a stranger. Yep. I, I walked up on stage and I got a gun and I shot him up the ass. That's what happened there in that story. Do you remember um, so, this? Uh, I meant to bring this up uh, when we were chatting to them. Um, when we were in Kosamui, I I think it maybe was the last one, the the last one that we did. Um, we were sitting there with Kappa, and he was talking about his podcast Phone Hacks with uh, Mike Goldstein, where they get a guest and they go through people's phones. And uh, he was just he was having a big complaint about having to book guests for a podcast. And he was like, "If I ever if I ever start another podcast, I'm not having guests on it. Having guests on your podcast is the fucking worst. <laughs> God, it's a nightmare. It's so much work for so little. Thanks. Just sitting there launching this tirade in the middle." <laughs> Of a trip that has been paid for <laughs> for him by another <laughs> podcast. I just remember us looking at each other and going, yeah, we're with you. Why would you? Why would you ever fuck around with ungrateful guests if you don't have to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, a festival at which he met his long t- long-term girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, no worries. No problem at yeah. all. A, gu- a guy that can't pay his rent normally, but here he is mm-hmm. on the other side of the world. Um Getting getting drunk whilst doing his job, nice. Yeah. Um. But we do we do love we do love um Blakey and Kappa. They're um yeah, love those guys. Two people we're only too happy to help along from. You know, there's 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 plenty of people above us on the ladder that can help us. We're only too happy to be to find a pairing like that that are pretty much the only, you know, some of the few comics that we can give a hand to, that we're yep. that low on the comedy ladder, but we can help them. So, always always love to help our mates out. Um. Thanks to the show, and love that that you guys. Then you know you you pick your favourites guests that we've had on the show, and um and we'd love to promote those guys. So uh, plenty of you guys have got on board for them. Yep, yep, love those guys, and uh, yeah, good, and yeah, I mean that relationship doesn't work without you guys, the listeners, um, doing the right thing, and uh, you know, letting us know. We, you know, we always hear from people. Oh, I saw saw a a wear t shirt in the front row or the second row. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. it's. Sometimes the people saying that to us are excited. Sometimes they're sort of bemoaning that fact <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as something that we should feel guilty about or mm. that they should be angry at us for in some capacity. But um, but yeah, yeah I mean, sure, uh, it's, it's sure, the people in the back. sure the people in the burger t-shirts in the front row are throwing racial epithets at you know at, at the stage. But that's not we didn't tell them to say that. No, they just happened to no. have bought one of our shirts. Okay, we no, didn't write not their overtly lines. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all implied, but yeah, we, you can't pin us down for anything specific. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, look, look, just that's just part of the podcast. Like I said, um, love that mix of, and I think a lot of listeners, listeners like that mix of, you know, getting people on that um, they've heard of that are people from from TV or people from the stage, and and then they get to discover new people like like those two. Um, so that's yeah. great. I, I love that that part of the show because a lot of the time, let's be honest. You know, people that are famous are a bit more guarded and they're not going to come in and tell us about the time, you know, um, they shit their pants um, at a funeral or whatever. But you're yeah. going to get someone like Blakey or Kappa in there and they're only too happy to um, to talk about the time they had sex with their auntie. So yeah. you need those sort of people on the podcast, absolutely. And that, that story applies to both Kappa and Blakey. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, thanks. Thanks, boys. Um, okay, well... Um, Let's. The only way is up. Let's be honest. From those two, mm-hmm. both in quality, yep. in profile, in everything. 
Um, let's um, let's let's get some better people on the pod. All right, and joining us now we have Nazim Hussain and Jen Fricker. Hello, happy ten years. And now, and now, no one can have a go at us for lack of diversity on this exact episode. So thank you for being part of that, both of you. Mm. Three boxes. Yeah, shit. For how many diversity boxes we ticking today? You are indigenous. And you yeah. are woman. And uh, yeah. bisexual. So that's Ooh, three. Oh, we got that oh, going nice. on. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm coming yeah. out of that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I could do, I, I'm not. I'm not bisexual. I am um, just I'm yeah. Muslim. Well, and so um, me and Tommy have got the disabled. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on in this <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think that's that's all of them, isn't it? That's, that's kind yeah. of all of them. Wow. Who knew the Dum Dum Club is the wokest podcast? So yeah. <laughs> we're we're outing ourselves. We're outing ourselves as mentally disabled on this episode. Tom, Tommy's yeah. also got um, shit eyesight, so that's that's a physical disability. Yeah, there. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, I'm there old. We go. That's um, something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just, mm. We need a we need a non-binary. We don't have a non-binary. Um, mm. Naz, if you could come out as non-binary right now in this segment, you'd really be helping us out a lot. Mm. I am yeah. post non-binary. So what does that mean? Refer to me. I am now. Just call me he. I'm he, he zeros oh, and ones. Oh, right. I'm the Matrix. You went, right, you went back around. Yeah, I yeah, went back around. It. What are you, Jen? <laughs> I'm the Matrix, yeah. baby. I don't you're even You're exist. the Matrix. Yeah, right. Oh, I think it, yeah. That's how diverse we yeah, are. Yeah, I don't exist no, no. anymore. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, ha- happy to have First simulated guest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an avatar that was created to fill diversity quotas um, in the media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's... People don't give enough props to that old show, David Tench Tonight, for being so progressive. The first show to be progressive enough to feature a completely non-existent person on yeah. it, you know? Well, and sure, the simulation was of an old white man, but... I know, that's know, the thing. Like, still, If you could simulate still. anybody for television... By the way, shout out to Andrew Denton, who created that guy. But if you're going to create Ooh. someone fake, why would you create someone that is already on television? Yeah. Is that, was that was that the joke of the whole thing that it was just like let's just make no, another white that, David Tench wasn't a real person by the way. Yeah, I know, but what, if you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna make someone up, <laughs> do you know oh the TV God. show The Simpsons? It wasn't weird no. science. Huh? <laughs> David Tench was is everybody else on TV already? Yeah, yeah. I don't, right. Have yeah. I missed the? I see what you're no, saying. That, you know what I mean. That would have been better if he had have created like uh, an artificial Muslim guy to be the host. Yeah. So that like a cartoon Muslim guy got his own show before a real Muslim guy. <laughs> and it was, guy voiced, it was voiced by Andrew Denton. We, we do have to yeah. shout out the pioneering work of, um, what's his face, Chris Lilly in this, uh, to be yeah. the first Polynesian man yes. to have his own comedy Mate. series. First Chinese woman. <laughs> first Chinese woman. First Chinese woman. Yeah. First Chinese man. First African American cook of TV. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like congratulations. That is that is, that is a, always the tough thing when they you know his stuff gets pulled from Netflix and then they do talk to like there is a segment of the Polynesian community that's like. Man, I loved seeing that on TV. Like, there isn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, I really. I feel no, like no, there, there, there is. There, were, there, there were, is. There is when they're like twelve-year-old the boys. I, I can only say the best part of that sentence was there is a segment of the Polynesian community. As if you know, who's your favorite Polynesian friend? I read this somewhere. Name your five I Polynesian swear I read friends. This somewhere. Yeah. Who's it? Tell me. Give it. <laughs> 
Oh god! Mate, just because um, you've been to a nightclub, he drops songs. Can't. <laughs> he's spoken yeah. to a bouncer <laughs> on the way in. He's spoken yeah. to some guy yes. at the door yeah. of a nightclub yes. and gone, "You're my mate." Yes. <laughs> what do you think about Chris Shut Lally? up, Naz. <laughs> Shut up, Naz, and let me tell you about Allah. Okay? You know, you listen here. <laughs> you're going to meet Allah as soon as you're dead, mate. Burning in. No, I'm, I'm and we're on Zoom. I'm sharing a picture of Muhammad as we speak. So, what do you think about that? Well, I've just I sent like his tits. <laughs> I've given him tits and a dick. What do you think, guys? And he... yeah. uh, um, I would just like any Muslims to know that I have um, completely condemned this podcast and I'm only here. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, like you and everyone any else. Polynesians yeah. to know that as a. <laughs> As a strong Polynesian man, yeah. Tommy Dasolo, <laughs> he's the future for our community. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for noticing the makeup that I put on before we started this. Wouldn't it be funny if Thank Tommy you. actually oh, was a Polynesian man and he's just been whiting out for the last ten years just to just oh, to get yeah. a seat on this podcast <laughs> to get ahead? Yeah, just yes. to <laughs> yep. To get, but Carly, to get the I show. I felt like you were you were about to back me up before that you've seen this as well. This, yes. this claim about I, Chris Lilly. Do not double down on this fucking bit. It's two no, white guys, <laughs> two white guys coming together <laughs> to take down the ethos on their own podcast. <laughs> no, but I feel like twelve-year-old, twelve-year-olds will be like, "Oh yeah, sick, that's really funny," and then they turn like seventeen or eighteen and go. Oh, no, we were just fucking dumb no, back that, then. This look, is actually I, pretty not, cool. I don't disagree with Jen, but I have seen that. So I've seen an article where someone said, I'm embarrassed at my younger self for being right. all in. Yeah. A, a, yeah. I mean, look, you take yeah, yeah, the okay. crumbs you get, right? You and it is them. truly fucked yeah. up. I, I used to like that the only representation that you can get is a white dude <laughs> pretending yeah. to be a Polynesian <laughs> <Right>. boy. <laughs> and, like, and, and just to be clear... <laughs> Just to be clear on my position, because it does sound like I'm in defence of him. No, no, don't, no, don't, 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 don't let him That's, talk. I just want my position nah, to be clear. Nah, nah. You love him. That's why loves him. I mean, That's you've been him. representing the um, lesbian community for so long <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let, let, yes. Let it be known that he's currently working for done. too many years. <laughs> Lazing up. The work that I have done for Italian-Australian lesbians <laughs> in, the, in the media landscape doesn't get enough credit. Honestly, honestly... I, I was doing auditions for this podcast 10 years ago and I got the call from someone that I read as Tammy Daslow. I heard the voice. I'm like, great. I get a girl on the show. I get an ethnic girl on the show. This will be perfect. And then what do I get? The whitest man of all time. Hey, did you know? I, I was not happy. Because if you're Italian, do you remember that there was a study about maybe ten, within the last 10 years, guys, about discrimination and people would... The study was based <laughs> Thanks on... Thanks for linking it back in, by the way, In the Nurse, last thank 10 you. years, guys, <laughs> this is a, is a celebration. Rule. You can only talk about things that happened in the last decade. That's the rule that we've set down. It feels like... It feels like... It feels like this is like the name of our comedy festival show. 10 years and Naz is like, fuck, how do I link this back to 10 years? Oh, yeah. Something happened within 10 years, maybe? Who knows? <laughs> the, the, the study... The study which like, happened it's about in the last 9/11, decade. but the study was in the last decade. <laughs> it was in the last decade. <laughs> but it was basically about job applications. People would apply for jobs, and they they and, and if you had different ethnic names, they it depend. They kind of they figured out who got discriminated more based on the same job application, just the names changing. And basically, everyone with an ethnic name got discriminated against, except. 
for Italians in hospitality Ooh. jobs, they were favorably discriminated. So if you had an Italian surname, you got more job interviews because they were like, oh, they're just oh. probably naturally hospitable. <laughs> However, every time I've gone to Tommy's house, you have seriously never offered me a drink in the last 10 years or a, <laughs> or a snack in the last decade. I have not received a anything like, have, you ever, have you given me a glass of water ever i don't think you ever have do you know do you know what uh, that's 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 a, that's an interesting point naz and i'll raise this point in sort of defense and sort of attack of daslo when daslo comes to my place i feel bad because i don't offer him a drink but he just walks in and takes his own drink <laughs> so i don't know who's worse there i would know i will say i come in i generally come in with my own water bottle and i'm using your water but i'm using my own receptacle so that's mm. in my head. I'm not okay. bothering you for the glass. But I would right. argue water is just like, just ask if you want a water. Because the thing is, I never really have anything to offer. I don't have snacks you here. Do, I don't have you good do. drinks yeah, in you the have fridge. Some, you I don't have keep snacks. things. You have anything. Tommy, you've got a I don't, fridge. I don't, I don't have true. a snack. You should Man, in you've defense of Tommy, I will, I will, you've got sna- I, you've got I will say in defense of Tommy, I've always said Tommy does not have much to offer. Okay, he's, if, if you have flour help, and water, you have you, flour and water make, make a bit of damper, all right? Just do something, yeah. okay? <laughs> that's, that's racist, man. Just because we're Australian, we don't have fucking billabongs or anything like that, man, all right? I've seen Tommy's <laughs> billabong in his lounge. Uh, <laughs> hey, you came to my place, I made you a full-on Sri Lankan feast. Yeah, Remember? you didn't Did make you? it at all. You got someone else to cook. Yeah, you yeah, had hired had to help. sign away... We had to sign away our life rights for it because about, it was on TV. Wait about ten what? hours. What happened here? I'm missing this. Uh, what happened? Well, Jen, they, that's a good that's a good point, Jen. We're, we're so what a- happened was Naz Naz invited us over to his TV show. There was a TV show being filmed at his house uh-huh. uh, where he was supposed to cook for his family. He didn't cook at all. He got someone else to he 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 got it catered. Wow. And then no, no, we got invited producer. over because we. We found out that none of his relatives, none of his real friends would come over. <laughs> because, because it was, they it was all a had working work day. And jobs. Yeah, because it was a working day. And because it was a working day, he went, I know two idiots that would never get a job or have anything on. Well, are you talking and about look, Brett Blake? He was right in his defence. Brett Blake came as well. <laughs> Who yeah. were my unemployed So we contacts? came over at. We filmed this TV show at, at Naz's house and did it for like eight hours. And then the show never went to air. That's awesome. <laughs> still That's so air. good. Anyway. Jen, if we came to your place, what have you got? What, what have you got in the? If we came to your place, what have you got in the fridge? In the fridge? Yeah, for Stories? the ten for the, for the ten year birthday party. What, what I mean, to be fair, oh, I don't goes. think I've ever There's had any link. of you at my house, and I would never have any of you at my house. Oh, Jen, oh. I'm just going to make that well, clear. Um, well, yeah. look, you could you could put the invite out at the moment. And I don't think we'd be making it up for a while, oh, so you actually, might as well just invite <laughs> us. You know what? Because of this podcast, I was going to share. I'll share it in the chat if that's okay. I did get a little. Um, a little oh. message from a listener. Oh, um, oh okay. Oh, I can't find my phone. Anyway, but it Very was just positive, I'm uh, sure. it was just a DM on Instagram from a guy who said, "Don't worry, Jen, I date you and I shower." What? <laughs> so thank you. What? <laughs> Wait, can you please explain that? Okay, because I always talk about how I don't get. I'm not. I, I always talk about dating on this show, mm. and then uh, I'm like, "But please, if you listen to this show, don't date me. Like, I don't want mm. you." Um, yeah. And then uh, because that just makes likely. you more desirable. You know when people like a bit unattainable. Yeah. It's just like oh man, yeah. I want it more. Yeah. So 
He said, yeah. I, "He said I'll date you and I shower." Okay, yeah. well we can rule out Nick Kappa. It might it must be it, it's anyone else. It's yeah. Anyone else. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, no, I just thought. It was did nice. you did we're you apply? <laughs> yeah, we're getting married. Is what's oh, happening sweet. as soon that's as well, everyone you know, gets it out can, of COVID. It can happen. Literally, Nick Kappa is going out with a, a fan of the show. That's how he met. Really? He met her. So yeah, that's it can happen. We 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 could have our first dumb dumb wedding. You don't know. I feel so sorry for. Have there, but there have been. That but woman. listeners. It, 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 when I just look at the dumb dumb audience, it looks like oh. they're all one family. You know, they all kind of look very You're saying similar. They're inbred. Yeah, yeah. well, You're saying they're inbred. all look like Chris Lilly post race. <laughs> We've only got one fan, and it's Chris Lilly dressed up as different and people. And he just puts yeah. on different voices. Yeah, those yeah those families that you read about that uh you read about like a an expose article, and they were like living in a fucking shack out in the middle of nowhere, and there's like yeah. forty seven kids being kept on this property, and just unspeakable things are happening. Yeah, out there in the woods. yeah, in the hills. Like, there's a real the hills. generational like that, you know? trauma vibe to it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Given it is ten years, guys. Like, if if maybe at your first ever episode, if two people met because of you. You know, because I know, mm. like, well, probably a lot of your fans have when they've gone away and they're probably hooked. Are up. they dumb dumb babies? But imagine if there was a dumb dumb baby that is, is now it? ten, that has had like mm. ma- that oh, is yeah. that is maybe on the way to having a teenage pregnancy. You could be. Three generations in. Three generations Ew. of dumb dumb Oh, that's good. I'm not encouraging. Yeah, let's hope in the next a, year uh, or two. Yeah, there's like an 11 year old that gives birth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, by then, 12. There was know, a wedding of two people that met at Kosamui. Yeah. There was, was a wedding there? of two people that met at the first Kosamui that we did and mm. got together. Yeah. And then they got yeah. married like last year, a year ago. Yeah, they went back to Kosamui. Did you check in on the marriage? Yeah. You know, like when like yeah, cults break together? down, like when cult leaders are found to be dodgy, then the followers mm. also like they lose faith and they and a lot of their marriages are tested. If you guys yeah. ever break up, you might impact their marriage. You might be what yeah. holds them together. Yeah. Maybe there'll okay. be a bunch of people setting them on themselves on fire outside spleen. If you guys ever end <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> um, have you guys seen Wild Wild Country? Have you seen well, not Wild Country? You know yeah. that one about um the yeah, Rajneesh. Yeah. I actually had some guy. He troll. He yeah. often sends me DMs, just horrible things. But then, um, he, you know, he he basically said my sister's a bigot or something. Or no, he said my sister's small minded and blah blah blah. Anyway, I was like, oh, I guess you know her, blah blah blah. And then he goes, you should follow the one true. And he basically told me to. He, he's a believer of the that that guy of Osho. And um, ah, yeah, I just thought they. So he's still a cult leader that exists and has a pullover people. So. Anyway, I don't know what the point Ooh. of that is. You know what? Actually, <laughs> well, I did. I did watch that Wild Wild Country doco and recognize my friend's parents in like no. the footage from the seventies. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, oh yeah like wow. a primary, and what? yeah, again, like very uh, like that. Ch- I just remember their kids always wearing like primary colors. And having yeah, the same haircut. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. well Naz, what, what, the going back to, going back to the, the... I think it was basically, wasn't it? Going back to the marriage mm. in Kosamui, yeah. the people that met at the first Kosamui mm. podcast festival, we got alerted to the fact of the wedding because we were like, oh, fuck, we wanted to get invited. This is we another wedding invited. I didn't get invited. That's funny. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly, Naz, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the wait, one wait, picture wait. we got sent of the wedding, the one picture we got sent of the wedding was the bride in a limousine, in like in the car after the wedding, but they'd stopped at the front of like Family Mart, and so the bride was like all done up in the, like a beautiful dress, but also had like a toasted sandwich from Seven Eleven and a Chang. It's like that's that's pretty good. That's straight good. after the wedding. That is such yeah. a dumb dumb pretty vibe, good. isn't it? 
Did you guys get invited? Yep. No. They, we, no. What? they met because we, of you and you didn't get invited. No, they. I think we complained about it once we f- found out about it and like someone else in the wedding party went, oh, you can come. It's like, I don't think that's yours that's not an to invite, invite, mate. I don't <laughs> think if you're... Oh, that's worse than you not inviting me Public because place. we weren't really cl- close then. Now we are. And, and, yeah. and we've discussed, not because of anything bad, but we just, you know, but you yeah. guys were known It's because of the terrible secret we all have. Yeah. That we can't talk yeah. about. Yeah. It's don't the pact we it. made of yeah, what yeah, happened yeah, two yeah, summers yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Don't talk about it. Yeah. Oh, I'll kick the yeah. fucking glass out of your hand. <laughs> God, this is a mess. You're a mess. <laughs> my work cut out for me in the edit suite with this one. Yeah. 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 I think this will be ready for the 11th anniversary, Tommy. I think this bit. So. Well, I'd actually have to record for a couple of hours just to get 20 usable minutes out of this, if that's okay, guys. So, yeah, push back your midday meeting. Yeah. So, you guys, so where, where's going to be the first place you do a live? Um, I, like, Victoria's oh, probably good out question. of question. Do our live. Do Fuck, life. it's been do a long time do since it. you've done do this show. <laughs> when can do we do our live? When, when will Dan Andrews let us do our live? <laughs> <laughs> any any venues around the country um, doing would, live shows? We would love to sneak out. We'd love to sneak out to Perth or Brisbane yeah. or wherever it would have us. I think Perth at the moment. Perth, they can do like pretty normal shows. Adelaide mm. looks like it's Adelaide, Adelaide looks like it's, it's kicking on. Mm. Yeah, certainly there's kicking involved anyway. But, um, BYO Jamison. Perth, Perth is good because Perth, you can let a lot of people in at the moment, I believe. Yeah. And then also the Perth audiences have been watching Perth comedians for four months, so they are fucking ready yeah, yeah. for yeah. something else. Yeah. And their standards have been lowered considerably. Yeah. So even we're going to go pretty well at the moment. Same thing in Sydney, honestly. Yeah. Like, mm. I feel like audiences are tired of us. Mm. Of Sydney people. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So right. I reckon what I'm saying is officially break the the lockdown and mm. make your money. Come. <laughs> yeah. Great. Bring, yeah, bring like your great. comedy and bring your corona. If you the did the show in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> if you did a show in Melbourne, though, because like we haven't seen live comedy in a long time, your comedy might go over everyone's fucking... Heads. Stop. Fucking idiot. I don't think in 10 years of you being on this show, I don't think there's ever been an episode where you haven't said something that I've had to edit out. Whether it's reading out my address just verbatim on the air or making an obtuse reference to something that we were talking about just before that's potentially libelous. It's always the scissors are not to come out. Stop. Naz, this is podcast terrorism, and you're not doing your people any good with this, okay? All right? This is getting back at you for the cartoon that you do, so you have to keep, keep this in, or there will be consequences. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that was hot stuff. Just thinking about it again. It really sued. got me right up. Getting super Anyway, don't. Obviously, sorry. Oh. Well, I can't believe right. it's been um, 10 years, and this will be the last episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. clean, just a clean break. Yeah. We'll get it right decade. by twenty, I reckon. I mean, you haven't. Yeah, have you, have you, do you, you have to do regular checkups for your cancer and things like that. Is that that's completely gone, Tommy. It's completely gone. Are you talking gone. to me? Yeah, are you yeah. talking to me? No, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy. I have no idea. Like, just I just wonder how you're doing. People always talk about your pod, but not you personally just, and your health. 
Yeah, it just took me a while to process because you kind of framed it as if it was a you framed it as if it was a question about the art of podcasting itself. I mean, it was just personal yeah. query about my medical history. Look, to be honest, but I just no, want to sort of say I don't know. You know, I don't know why I've got to. Are you trying to be sincere? Are you trying to be sincere? I was trying to sound like I was sincere, but to be honest, I was hoping that we could start making fun of his cancer again. Well, you know, Nas. Nas, look, it's a good question because you know what, Nas. In the last ten years, I genuinely do not know what the rules about Tommy's cancer are like I, I thought people were joking about it, but then I think at times he gets um, upset about it. You seem to think I that there's no like... rules based on the things that you've said <laughs> in the past. No, no, yeah, okay. What's going you on? You don't seem that like, confused you at used all. To be very, <laughs> you used to be good boy, Naz, and Jen, now you're like he doesn't have cancer I don't anymore. Know, man. He doesn't I don't have cancer. It's above my. It's above my head. Okay, I don't if, know, you, but if you had a rash, if you had a rash I on your shoulder, feel like... if, you had, if you had a scab on your face. That that was really bad, yep. and then it went away. And twenty years later, I talked about it. Yeah, is that too, is that too soon? No. Oh my but god, Naz, no. Naz, This is what's this is this has been the checkup that I was trying to organise for the last couple of months. Is you know once you, once you turn forty, or whatever you're supposed to you know check for rectal cancer mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's what I was been trying to do with the mass pegger. That's what all that was about. Mm. I just wanted that to go up Daslo's ass. And and check to see if he's okay. Yeah, oh, That's, was that it? was yeah. it. Was all it was. That was all yeah, very you, thoughtful of me. You had a camera installed in it, and you had the screen on your end. So the idea That's was right. that you would just be, yeah. you yeah. would just be watching. You'd be able remote to control see any, like, cysts yes. or anything like that. Yeah, I thought exactly. exactly. You have to have, yeah, yeah. I thought it's a, you have to feel around. Like I thought that's what they're looking. They're, they're feeling for a bump. It was all, yeah. Oh well, look. Sure. I mean, if you want to be like technically and medically correct about it, yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, you can say well, you can say that. Yes and no. I mean, the cancer that I had wasn't in my ass, so the checkup now wouldn't be. They wouldn't just go. This is what happens when you get older. Sure, you had it in your bone marrow, but mm. it could have spent the last twenty-something years slowly migrating okay. into your anus. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. we've got to be thorough. If, if you keep if you keep swallowing, you know, the, the marrow could be leaking. It could go into your salival glands. You swallow salival that, glands. that go down into your butthole. You know, what? they you know, say, they say cancer. Can't be cured, but Tommy just pooped it out. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> Shout it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why get a bone Cancer marrow enema. transplant when you can just do one of your little plops in the morning and then it's, it's gone? I don't know why more people don't. Why do people go through the agony of searching yeah. for a donor when why? it's as simple as just like having a, a, having a big cup of coffee? Mm. Why go? Why go to the Peter McCallum Institute when you can go and get a curry? What's the What's the big deal? <laughs> Peter McCallum, more Gloria G. Okay, that's the solution, folks. <laughs> so bottom bottom line, for more, the next no day, less I, Peter less less Peter McCallum, McCallum more butter, more chicken macani. <laughs> Guys, if we do that's forty good. more minutes, we could just put this that's out as good. a regular app. I feel like we're wasting this. We're wasting this on the ten year anniversary show. Honestly, Can I say, one of my favorite memories of doing this show. Uh, and I think about it regularly, is um, uh, when I did the live with you guys in Melbourne and was it with Glenn Robbins? Robbins, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then I told a story and then at the end of it he said, are you finished talking now? Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,
<laughs> it's one of the most brutal heckles I've ever gotten. That's hey, wow. That's, that's the Melbourne. That's the Melbourne round of applause. That's how we do like a standing yeah. ovation down here. Uh, he yep, like, yep. Is he socially inexperienced? Like, so maybe that's just how he has conversations. <laughs> He yeah. just, oh, he's yeah. a lovely person, um, really? I've, yeah. you know, but uh, it was just very, yeah. I don't know. It's the way, like, Naz is talking right now really reminded no, me of that. No, no, it's okay, but <laughs> no idea genuine, how to relate to other people. <laughs> you know what, Jen, I feel like... No empathy, none <laughs> social clues, no, no, no eye contact. Okay, so I just want to, for the next 10 years, am I... So I just never mentioned, we just never bring it up, right? Just from today. Oh, my God. You can bring it up. Just don't bring it up four times in ten minutes. It's the first time. I brought just it up once. Don't bring it up as such a complete non sequitur. Okay, but so it, is, it, is, it is a bit triggering. I didn't know. I honestly, I've just heard No, it's this. not triggering. It's just not it's funny. It's not triggering at all. Okay. okay. Well, no one told me this. Why does anyone tell me this? It makes no sense why you brought it up. Right, just, just looking at your face, you know. Can I, but in all seriousness, Nazim, can I, are you still Muslim? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same, as, that's the same that? as a terminal Are we illness, allowed to it? check? Yeah, that's, that's, is that's it, so is that you need to cure and get out of your system. <laughs> People come up to you and say, oh, sorry, it, I heard you're Muslim. Is it? Well, how bad is, is it? Still it's part of me. It's a part malignant. of me forever. Is, <laughs> it is it still there? <laughs> and you find out about it because the doctor sticks his hand up your ass. <laughs> You guys, that was a, that was a second. Like the doctor sticks his and then you face a different direction out the window, and you go, "Oh, you still got it, actually, right? Okay, right." That's all still got it. Oh boy! Yeah. Fuck. This gave me oh. corona. This conversation gave me corona. <laughs> <laughs> I went all year without having it, and now. I've got a fucking cough. Fuck. Why haven't any comedians gotten corona yet? That's what I yeah. want to know. Uh, we really thought, I remember we all thought the at the start of this thing. Because festival got cancelled and we don't know if it's going to yeah. happen next year. Yeah. So you've got to yeah. save That's all right, those everyone. good corona yeah, puns. Yeah, yeah, true. Man. True. Imagine the festival flu if that had have happened. Exactly. If a comedian <laughs> got um, corona, all the flyers would get corona too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. They're tech, they're front it. of house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, good to finally have some personal experience from you on this show, Naz. So thank you. Thanks for sharing that you fuck everyone that you work with. Jeez. Hell yeah. Shout out to What's Beck. What's it like being a man in comedy? <laughs> Oh please! And shout oh, out to well, my husband Sean as well. G'day, Sean. I look forward to I look forward to when we finish this podcast and in ten minutes when all of you email us to go. Can you just take this bit yeah. out and this Can bit you, out? Yes, yeah, since we're in out? since we're in uncharted waters, I may as well uh, whip this one out. Um, I believe Nazim, your your go to pickup line is you've seen legally brown. Well, how about legally down to oh, fuck? You know, that's, yeah, like, you, you've told yeah, us off air how yeah, many times that's yeah. worked for you in the past. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. You've seen my show yeah. Who's Ain' in the Membrane <laughs> That is Zane in your Oh that's come on yeah. You've you've seen my show Le- Legally Brown Now hear the story about when I accidentally Put it in the wrong hole Illegally Brown There we go There we go <laughs> There we go. Comedy is back, <laughs> baby. There we go. Comedy is back. Jen said, Jen said she doesn't want to like be hit on by any dumb dumb listeners. But yeah. uh, what about you, Nazim? Are you uh, are you open <laughs> yeah. for business? Are yeah. you happy to receive DMs? Good question. Nah, um, nah. 
You sure? Oh, so oh, you sure? Oh, all of a sudden. Oh, no, oh, I I you were chatty Cathy. Oh, <laughs> Someone's no, no, guys, I'm Someone I'm, is shy. I'm, I'm spoken for. Oh. Okay. Oh. Nah, look, I don't is know. that an exclusive? Huh? Yeah. Is Mate, that an exclusive? You've, you've just got a haircut. You're buff okay. now. Okay, now you know you're, yeah. you're buff, which is really weird. <laughs> Are they a fan <laughs> of your podcast? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking shit, guys. Listen, I, don't, I just don't oh, want to. Can we play Guess Who? No, there's not. There's not. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys. okay. Are they, no. do they have a moustache? <laughs> are they? Yeah, are they wearing glasses? <laughs> I don't think you got yeah. any Muslim listeners, mate. No, I'm not, I'm not prejudiced, but if Jeez, anyone... you look a bit, uh... Okay, I've got brochures. You look but... a bit hot and bothered there, Nazim. Can I get you a glass of water? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll kick it off the table. <laughs> Fuck, you're an idiot. (laughs) Hopefully that means you delete everything from that. You're an idiot. Please delete me from this podcast. Please just delete my audio track. Delete every episode I've been on. Please, I'm begging you. All right, all right. Let's start well, it properly uh, now. Let's start it properly. Okay, right. welcome in, <laughs> Nazim and Jen Fricker. Uh, God. I hope the one of these we're about to record with Charlie Murphy can live up to this because this has been a lot of fun. Well, there's no chatting over people in that one, so that's good. Happy, happy birthday, guys. Oh, and, um, oh you know, my God. Uh, I don't know, what are you guys going to do? Do you, even, do, you have, do you have a cake or something that you can eat together? Like, would you have a ritual? Do you guys do something behind the scenes oh. that none of us know about? Yeah. Um, it's all Zoom What's at the, the moment. Process? What's, hmm, what's your process? Yeah. Where do you How get do we your get our ideas, ideas from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys right. are so Let's, brave. How do yeah. you do it? <laughs> Thank you. What's Thank it like you. to be a ma- what's it like to be a podcaster in comedy? You know? <laughs> what's it like to be a white dude in podcasting? Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> podcaster. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. And look, we've been going right. for half an hour. I reckon we've got a good five minutes in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love just, you. I'll, I'll just edit out me saying Chris Lilly's done nothing wrong and no. I'll put yeah. that in the thing yeah. and that'll be yeah. it. That'll yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Actually, you know what? Can I say something before we go? Um, mm. If Chris Lilly is listening to this, um, I am a strong Polynesian woman. And uh, mm-hmm. if he does listen to the podcast, he, he would be the only person I would date. Because he is oh, a nice. strong Polynesian nice. man. Okay. Nice. And I've seen him a you few only times. Date your on... own kind. Exactly. Okay. Um, I yeah. want a strong Polynesian king who can handle. And <laughs> I see him pop up on Raya a fair bit. And I think he oh, does yeah. himself. Really? Yeah, I think he does himself in, um, injustice by, uh, well, first of all, the brown face. And second of all, leading with a group <laughs> photo. Oh. On the. Right, yeah. Don't, right. don't lead with a group the, photo on the fucking. It's the group. Right. But is the group photo all him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We can be heroes. Yeah. yeah it's just the first shot from We Can Be Heroes. Yeah. It's Fuck. him in Coming to America and the Clumps, just playing all of Eddie Murphy's characters. It's, no, it's really cool. It's him, it's Jonah from Tonga, and it's um, yep. S-Mouse. Yep. So yeah, he's great. actually an ally. Sick. Yeah. All the do- clout, imagine having yeah. Yeah. Imagine having an orgy cool. with all of Chris Lilly's characters. Oh, man. <laughs> Imagine, oh man! Imagine, imagine doing comedy. Um, yeah, is, is, is Raya is Raya the celebrity dating app? Is that what? Yeah, Raya Naz is, is on it. Not on it anymore. Oh yes, all of the duck, all of the Naz, dating stuff. I got Naz onto it. Finally, finally, Naz, we're talking about the real yeah. good subject matter, and we're, we're I, so I got far into this. Naz, it's really soft. All of a sudden, all of the yeah. dating I stuff needs to be deleted. Ongoing. 
This is a message. <laughs> 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 so good. So oh, good. Okay, well, thanks for giving us the exclusive, Naz, that you're uh, dating the old Chinese woman for We Can Be Heroes. I'm um, really stoked for you. <laughs> Naz is having deep anal with the woman who had the gum nut up her nose on We Can Be Heroes. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Honestly, we're halfway towards a full real app. We can do it, I reckon. Let's go full Thelma and Louise and just go off the cliff. Can we just? Can you do a bonus Patreon episode? It's just all the bits Naz did not want... Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to just call. No, no, that's all the bits that he did want him. You have to pay extra for that. Fuck. All the bits he didn't want. I want going out to as many people as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Nas director's cut is Patreon only. And it's us just asking him how his day was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Naz, Naz is the only one who's buying it because he wants yeah. that out there. He wants yeah. a copy of it. And it's him replying that he's a great cook. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I reckon we've got enough. I've got enough vocal samples of Naz from over the years of this podcast that we can just no, ask that, that's and a, I can yeah. splice together whatever I want. Who Most of the time, you can't Naz? hear me. Chris, huh? Lily, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, do we need to talk uh, about your show? I feel like at some point we should talk about your show. Or no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. That's okay. good. No That's good. This is what That's people good. want. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, uh, Hamish, Blake, and Andy Lee, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day. My bag's being Hamish. Oh, oh, I love that. Andy's. No, no, no. Andy's uh, no, 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 no. Got a hot girlfriend. What's the. What, I don't know. What? I don't know. Like, he broke Naz. Oh, he legitimately him. broke Naz. I'm still, I'm still stuck on the. Please don't put the dating stuff in. Remember how you came came into this podcast so hot, Naz? Just yelling, like, actually yeah, yelling. Just ye- yeah. yelling and talking about Alex yeah. Williamson and all this shit, and now nothing to oh. say. Yep. Nothing to say. Swinging a samurai sword and then gets a little nick on the hand and goes, owie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bombing, <laughs> dropping bombs from above and then going, then going full kamikaze. No, nah, I'm going down. I'm going down. It feels like we're finally doing a live show. That's what's good about this. That's good. <laughs> we're going... Oh, yes. You mean a lion? We're doing a drunk oh. cast in the middle of the day. <laughs> a sober drunk cast. Okay, oh, yeah, Jen, how many drinks have you had? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm still drunk from last night. Oh, so that I'm actually is an alcohol. Yeah. Well, Ooh. no, no. That that what I was drinking is really hydrolyte. I just I drank Strongs. You know, um, they're like the Japanese cans of like vodka and soda, but they're nine percent per can. Yeah. Nine nice. percent um, cocaine. No, per can. Oh, yeah, no. I like how Naz. You said you said nine percent. Naz made the, the the face of like, ooh, and it's like I guarantee Naz doesn't know what that. No, means. I thought you said nine percent cocaine. Oh, right. You said per can. can we spread the rumor that um, Naz is like a bag lord? A bag lord. Uh, he drinks. Yeah. Bad. Absolutely. Oh my god! You're not even good at pretending to do drugs. <laughs> wait, wait. Did you? What did you say? I thought you said bag lord. 
No, I said bag lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I sell. Lord I just bags. don't. Quite popular. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it's oh, right, right. right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All right. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks, guys, for being part of our 10 years. Um, thanks for all the kind words you've said about the show. Um, the podcast is really 10 years old, mate. Work. I would not be caught dead in a park with it by myself. <laughs> that's not a good look, is it? There you go. There's the, there's the ad. There's the, there's the, there's the promo. Thank you. Thank you. I just yeah. want to say, last time I was on the pod, I um, – said that I hope you all stay in lockdown forever. Mm. And mm. now that you guys are out of lockdown, <laughs> I just want to say, like, go back in. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah. thank just you. Just lock yourself Appreciate back it. in the house. I don't like Appreciate it. Appreciate it. The idea that you will once again <laughs> be able to roam freely in this country yeah. is absolutely yeah. it doesn't disgusting. Seem right. It's a shock. to Sydney. Yeah. 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 Darken your door. No, I just want to yeah. say that. Thanks, thanks for the thanks Take for my strawberries. Um, you've really given me... Uh, no, I don't even know what you've To be honest with you, you've given me, sometimes it shows there is a person in the front row with a T-shirt on and I just know they're probably going to laugh when, when a joke tanks. And so that's, yeah, that's, right, that's what you've right. tangibly given me. You know what I mean? That's, just, that's how yeah. people... So the yeah. joke doesn't yeah. tank because someone's laughing. You get You're one welcome. laugh. I get one laugh. Yeah, exactly. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, thank you for saving nice. my... And if they don't laugh at any, any of the rest of the stuff, no. but they laugh at the bad <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and yeah. I just know that they're... And they're that's mentioned. just... That's Naz's Raya date. So that's... Yeah. Why they're laughing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh very God. quiet again. I don't know why I fucking can't yeah. deal with very this shit. Cool. Yeah. Can you check your connection? <laughs> it's <laughs> gone all quiet at your. Oh, what's your Wi Fi like? Is your microphone yeah. working? Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty bad with microphone. Bad yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, we're done. I'm sorry, we're putting this up in a week, so I'd better start editing it because it's going to take me a while. I reckon. Okay, yeah, can't sorry, no, you don't. I've got to. I've got to. I've got to. This is. This sounds like I'm just about to have a cry, but I literally have to get on another Zoom call right now. Oh, yeah. you do, you do, okay. you do. All right, all right, we'll go. Right. Thank you, Love thank you, thank you, thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for joining. Love you. Whew. Exhausting stuff. Oh man. I hope you had fun in the uh, the edit suite for that one, Tommy. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yep. Um. Lot of fun. Lot of fun yep. doing that one. Yep. That's great. That's a great one. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Two of my favourite guests. So uh, of of the later period of the 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 Renaissance period of the little mm. Dum Dum Club, which is what I call yep. the last couple of years. I agree. Yeah, Nazim. Always a lot of fun, really gets it, and uh, has been one of our go-to people over uh, the last couple of years of if we've got someone in who uh, we don't know particularly well and doesn't know us particularly well, like Nazim's someone that we've used many times as a bit of a, um, as a, bit of a binding agent, as a bit of a He's... Um, mediator between us and other people. I think I think Naz is great on this. Naz is great on our show, um, but I think we're sort of like his little dirty secret. I think we're his little, yeah. you know, sort of late night booty call. I don't think he's mm-hmm. he's publicly a little bit ashamed of. Uh, he gets on here and dirties his hands, and then he gets out and he's Mister Nice Guy and he's community minded and all this sort of stuff. And then and then he does our show and is like, let's just keep that one a bit quiet, shall we? So yeah, we'll take it. Okay, yeah. If you want to be this, both of us, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, <laughs> just f- fucks the back out of us at about one a.m. on a on a Friday night, and just wakes up in the morning. And goes, let's never mention this again. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, yeah, yeah. I got to get back to my yeah. girlfriend. We're like, how come you never and post about us? How come you yeah. never? 
You never no. share any of the cute. We're always posting about you. Why don't you ever yeah. share some of the photos that we're in together? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Why do you I keep untagging really social media? I just never, you know, <laughs> I just don't really use. It. I don't need people knowing my business, you know. Why do you keep untagging yourself from those pictures of us? How come? Yeah, how come yeah. we're not? Yeah, don't you want us to? Don't you want everyone to know that we're together? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. love, uh, love Naz. Naz. Love Jan as well. Um, yep. She's been uh, she's been on some great episodes in the last uh, couple of years. In fact, speaking earlier of the drunk cast, I think the first year we did the drunk cast was the year that I became uh, friends with Jen. We would do our shows were on at I think roughly the same time, and we would finish the same time every night. And so we were hanging out a lot. And then I dragged her up on stage during the dr- during the drunk cast, and I think she got very terrified by what was going on. She hadn't been oh, on really? the show yet. <laughs> she felt like oh, she had no right being up now. there and just freaked out and was like, why did you why did you do this to me? And, you know, I'm I'm cut by that point. I'm like, I I think you're funny. Just get up here and be funny. <laughs> We're all having a good time. And I think she was very scared of uh, – because we didn't have her on the show for a little while. It took – you know, obviously her living in Sydney is a big part of that as well. But, uh, yeah, I think that – I think that maybe – I think that maybe scared her off this for quite some time, and uh, oh, really? Know, perhaps, perhaps justifiably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I, uh, well, to be honest, I never you knew her, and I didn't know her, so that that's a, yeah, that's yeah, a big yeah. part of it as well. Um, but she, she's man, she's one of our go tos now. Like we, we love her. She's she's so good on this pod. Um, yep. So and yeah, look, that was so funny just then. So that that's a great example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome stuff. Um and yeah, two great examples of people of people that we've made friends with along the way. Naz's running thing of, you know, I never invite him to my wedding is very fair enough, but I would, I genuinely would invite him to my, I will invite him to my mm. next wedding. To your next you, one, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You write this down, Tommy. Now, next time I have a wedding, make sure, yep. make sure I don't forget him. Okay, make a note. Okay, make a note in so our. So I'm not in, in charge our, of. Uh, I'm not in charge of all invitations. I'm just in charge of specifically. Making sure that That's you invite it. Naz, and well, not, you know, not, at the very least, if uh, if you forget, if you leave him off the official invite list, if I get a plus one, I'm mm. pledging to you that I'll bring him instead of my partner. Okay, I'll have to say yep. to my girlfriend, "Hey, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'd love yep. it. Hey, this would be a lot of fun, but I made a commitment on the 10 year anniversary <laughs> episode, and yep. you know, that's that's yep. a binding that's a binding contract. That's a legal that's a legal contract. Yep. Now, um, yep. I was going to say either that or if you promise to remember him for me you can and i forget you're allowed to mm. go through the wedding invite list and choose someone to kick out so oh, that that's Naz replaces bad. them yeah what do you think about that your bride <laughs> <laughs> look finally you there's get the one, step up <laughs> look there's one spot left uh i don't know if you're gonna really like the placement of it but hey if you want to come the pews are all full yeah but there also, is, you're going to have the be- in many ways you're going to have the best view in the house. Yeah. Also, you don't have to worry about getting a new suit for it. There's already an <laughs> outfit chosen out. That <laughs> I mean, you, look, don't get it dirty. It's um, yep. don't go mucking around in it because it's going to be hard to get the stains out. But it's all set up for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you get you get half the presents. Presents. Very weird deal. But yeah. Anyway, don't don't ask any more questions. Just just say yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Awesome. Well, I can't, can't wait to dump my current wife and get stuck into it and just have this party with Naz. That's going to be great. Yeah. Something to look forward yeah. to. Um, okay. Well, I think is – this, is this the last – is this maybe the last coupling yeah. we have? This is it. I, okay. This is, well, what a, what a shame. 
What a shame. I could sit here forever and introduce guests. My favourite <laughs> part of the show. Um, okay, well, um, last but not least, um, let's get two of our very, very favourites, some people that have done a lot for us and just absolute integral members of the show over the years. Let's get them in. All right, and joining us now, we have great guests, Will Anderson and Nick Cody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. G'day, dickheads. <laughs> happy, happy 10th anniversary. Can you imagine a decade ago that you would do this pretend radio show for 10 years and nothing would come of it? I know, isn't it? Well, look, that, that makes sense, the nothing comes of it bit. That, that makes sense. But to have done something for 10 years... I mean, look, you know what? That's that's the thing me and Tommy always talk about. Like, And you'd notice this. Both of you'd notice this, I guess. Like when we started, there was like people just going, what's a podcast? And zero reward for so long. Now new podcasters get into it. They don't know how good they've got it these days. I'm the old <laughs> man of podcasting. They don't know how. They do two yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. and they get a Patreon. You've got the same thing as we uh, have at Tofop because we celebrated our 10-year anniversary earlier this year. And... We are both podcasts from a different era where your podcast, A, did not need to be about anything. Yes. And you did not realize that it would be around for long enough that you should have come up with a better name for your show. <laughs> yeah, and when you started yeah. it, you used to like put, put some special dark makeup on before you started recording because it was a different time. It was just so long yep. ago and no one cared and it was a tribute. It was a tribute we, to the performers that had the, come before you. The first couple of episodes we deleted because we did a lot of black voice. But, you know, it was cool back then, but now not so cool. So it's, But you're right about the names. Like, you know what, I, I always remember like when I first went to uni and I was like, um, like saving Photoshop files and stuff like that. And it was like this weird little bit of responsibility where you could save your own files. And I'm like, cool, you can just call your files anything. So like all of my files were called like fuck you and shit cunt and all this sort wow. of stuff. And it's like, yeah, I get to, get to call it whatever. And then the teacher would be like, can you pull up that file now? And I'm like... I, the file for the project for the you know the um the shoe advertising and I'm like oh is that is that is that um, fuck my ass or is that um shit in my face um, which file is that again? Yeah. Um. Starting a podcast is like getting the high score on a Pac Man machine. Like you you know yeah. are you really going to be yeah. wanting to show people the arcade cabinet in ten years time that has bum listed yeah. at the high score? Yeah. Like it's tempting in the moment, but you've got to think about the longevity. That does suck, doesn't yeah. it? When you think you get a good score and go, I've got a great name here, C N T. And then you go, hold on, I must have played this game before. That's the whole top ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know that time when people started to share your Wi-Fi? Like, so someone would come out of your house and they'd just be like, can I log into your Wi-Fi? And you suddenly realise how many of your Wi-Fi passwords had 69 still <laughs> yeah. in them. I'm like, I'm in my mid-40s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carl, imagine knowing 10 years ago, not only that we would still be doing this podcast, but that famous comedian Will Anderson would be paying us once a month to do it. <laughs> I think that I think I could believe still doing it, but that yeah. detail I would I would really have trouble wrapping my head around. For, for people at home, Will's on Patreon. Not that I, I'm just a Patreon supporter of the show, but the fact that I didn't even get rid of my Patreon subscription when I was unemployed for six oh, months. Oh, so, yes. Very like, nice. Some of that sweet <laughs> JobKeeper money was coming the way of the little dum-dum club during I, that I, time. I, I think probably you only didn't get rid of it when we found pictures of your house on the Daily Mail and yeah. we thought, you don't need to be getting rid of the Patreon subscription. 
Patreon. You're doing okay. Well, it's, it's the opposite, mate. You understand that I've got another Patreon that I need to pay to the Commonwealth <laughs> Bank monthly also, for that fucking sweet house. Also, though, Will, I know, I know you did become unemployed for a period of time, but aren't you just wrapped? You don't have to talk the pandemic with Luke Darcy and Eddie Maguire every day? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> that has been... So, you, you know, I guess it's the equivalent of like going over your old girlfriend's Instagram photos to see what she's up to. But like I am able to do that because they publish what they're up to in a podcast form of their radio show every day. And I literally do role play where I just sit there and go, what would I have said? Oh, yes. <laughs> what would I have said in this moment when this ridiculous opinion was being spouted? <laughs> when when during this year would I have just completely snapped and told both of them they were fucking idiots? <laughs> and the thing is, I actually don't even think... Well, I don't even think that they're both fucking idiots, but I think that this lockdown has just made everybody's opinions be the complete that, extremes. Right. And when people's... Opinions are complete extremes. It's just very hard. But to you be must in the be happy to that. know that you turn off the podcast and go, "Thank God, I'm not with some idiots with some shit opinions anymore." And you just walk outside in Byron, and there's a fuckhead with dreads trying to pull down a five G tower. You go, "Oh no, it's everywhere, <laughs> mate." They should. Isabel Lucas is my favourite one at the moment. Do you know who she yes, is, yes. Isabel Lucas? Home She's an Australian, Home and Away, and Transformers own. Mm. Yeah, so she's like an Australian actress of sorts in that that she yeah gi- she does roles that they normally give to actors and <laughs> like she's a very she's she's so, remarkably untalented, isn't she? She's pretty amazingly. Bad I mean, at that it is a real reflection on how attractive she is. Yes, like how many roles she has got based on the complete and utter lack of acting talent that she has. But yes. she recently did a film in Byron Bay with um, the lesser Hemsworth. Luke, oh, Westworld Zone. Uh, they were filming it up in Byron yeah. Bay, and it just came out that um, she that everyone had to sign the COVID form that they got a COVID test, and she said, "Oh, I didn't get the COVID test." She revealed it on a podcast when she was talking about QAnon and all the other shit that she believes in. That um, yeah, and she was spoke at the five G you know rally they had in Byron recently, and she was like, "Oh no, I don't need to take the COVID test because I trust that you know the way that I eat and the way that I look after myself that I wouldn't be susceptible yeah. to COVID." And you're just like, "Yeah, but the the test doesn't give you COVID. They just yeah. literally stick." like a stick in your nose and in your throat. Like it's there's no chemicals involved in that. It's just a piece of wood. Yeah. <laughs> she went out with Vinny Chase from Entourage and I fully believe that she thought she was going out with actual Vinny Chase the guy from, from Entourage. The yeah, the guy from the yeah, documentary yeah. about show business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I loved about that test, because I've had to have it for Gruen, you obviously have to have the – the COVID test to make sure that you're safe to do it. And when I went into the Byron Hospital, I don't know if they do this as a standard thing or whether this was just this nurse's particular patter around the test, but she said, um, it's going to feel like you've just had a heap of hot wasabi oh. in your nose. That's that's just kind of the sensation it'll be. And I was like, oh, that's that's pretty good. But what she should actually say is, hey, have you ever done drugs upstairs at the Rhino Room during an Adelaide Fringe Festival? <laughs> Whatever that brown yeah. shit is that you snorted in your nose, it feels a yeah. lot like that. Did, it, did I, Will, at that particular place, after you did the COVID test, did Fleety ask you for 20 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like the Rhino that, Room. So that, 
imagine if we'd like, I, th- I don't know if we've talked about this before, but like, you know, with the, the grand, the AFL grand finals just happened and the whole season's happened because they got put in a bubble. Like all of the players, all the teams got put in a bubble. I still think it would have been amazing if, if comedy bubble. the comedy festival had been put in a bubble. The yeah. whole comedy festival oh, yeah. had been put in a bubble. That would have been insane. And you just couldn't have gotten away from Fleety. Like, you know, he can't go and ask anyone else. You know, outside of comedy for money, so we're we're all going to get stung. It's like it's like festival flu. We're not going to get all flu, but we're all going to get stung by him. <laughs> they would have should have locked us all in a comedy bubble and just made it a giant version of Last One Laughing. Yes, they should have got Rebel to host yeah. it. Yes, and just seen us all like absolutely drive each other completely out of the. Uh, as someone that was yeah. on it, this is my year of no booze. If you think I'd ever do that sober, you're fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cody. Any uh, any bombshells from on set to drop on the uh, special tenth anniversary episode of Little Dum Dum Club? Come on, mate. What, give us a bit la- of a birthday last present. One, love. I, us- I got so maggot <laughs> yeah. that I forgot I was on camera after I got kicked out. And I kept offering people pizza, and at one at one point, so I'm just on a thing shown around the world eating pizza. Like I'm, I'm outside Hi-Fi Bar at 4 a.m. Just oh. yeah, yeah. Look, when you say shown around the world, I, I, I'm not sure if people around the world are actually watching the Australian Last One Laughing. I think that's sort of like when the AFL mm. advertised the Grand Finals being seen in, you know, 90 countries around the world. It's like, no, it's not. It's yeah, being yeah, seen yeah. in one. It's not even being seen in all the states of one. Right. They're watching it in Cuba. They're, yeah. they're fucking yeah. loving it over there. Yeah. 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 More people in Cuba are watching it than in Sydney, according to the ratings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be very fair, actually. I reckon there'd be a, there'd be a fair amount of expats in Thailand and stuff that are watch, watching watching it more than they're watching in in uh, even Brisbane. I reckon probably. I know how many people watch the AFL Grand Final in Brisbane. Whoever was at the Gabba, minus the people behind me asking <laughs> which one's a goal again. You go, fuck, how'd you get in? <laughs> They're letting anyone in there. I, I didn't, I didn't realise that Gary Rowan was sitting behind you. Great football joke, guys. So, uh, <laughs> so, Cody, what was it like to go to like a game with that many people in that space? Because that's an alien concept for a lot of people in yeah, the country. Yeah, well, like, like, again, we were locked down in Melbourne for months and then due to the job, got lucky enough to get up to Brizzy. And I've honestly f- forgot, like, everywhere you go, there's just people out and about. So I wasn't... I wasn't too fast. I've been next to people all the time. Nobody here is wearing masks anyway. So it gets to the point when they start saying, you know, it's going to be a COVID safe 30,000. You go, fucking just stop saying that and just say you're rolling the dice big time with a game. <laughs> there's no there's no COVID safe 12, let alone fucking five mm. digits. But um, they really... Oh, I'm I'm... I am dreaming. I'm just just watching everything like that. I'm just we haven't done a live show for the podcast for so long, and I'm just looking at Brisbane and and Perth and just going, imagine, imagine, imagine what I would say in Brisbane at the moment. What would I be saying in Perth at the moment? Oh yeah, I'm Give really. Us, you know, what do you got? What do you got? If we tomorrow <laughs> we're on in Brisbane tomorrow night, what are you opening with? What are you coming? Oh uh, look, I 
I don't have anything in particular, but I was talking with someone. I was talking to Nick Carr, the masked pegger himself, the other day, and he was like saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, when you come to Brisbane, you could do this venue, and there's this stuff um, you could talk about, and the venue sort of looks like this and this." And I'm going, "Oh yeah, tell me more." And I'm like stockpiling references about <laughs> things on a wall in a venue wow. we're not confirmed to play in. In a, at, at a time, who Board knows when we're going to be able to get up there? Yeah, <laughs> just just describe it to me, Nick, yeah. slowly. <laughs> to, to tell me about where are the bathrooms yeah. in relation to. The the stage just talk me through it yeah <laughs> will people yeah. be walking past the stage will i be able to rip on that oh yeah, yeah. yeah. good to know good intel i'm <laughs> just wanting to know is there a guy working behind the bar who's a bit of a cunt that i'm no doubt going to have an altercation with 10 minutes before showtime <laughs> who i can just absolutely put on blast from the safety of the stage yes this is what i need to know there are Great. there are some comics up here strutting around like they've kicked five goals in a fucking nab cup game you go, relax, guys. <laughs> the fucking big dogs are coming and you're in trouble. Yeah. It's not round one yet. Yeah. Everyone's relaxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like... Um... It is, has been a good time for local acts, though. Oh. Right? Like, that is... that is It has been the time where the kings of the local scene come into their own. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there will be some that don't want that to change. Like, yeah. you know, if you're the king of the Brisbane scene and you've been benefiting from the fact that there's no one crossing the border, surely mm. you've got a vested interest in spreading COVID back yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like if you're Guys, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm right here. Just ask me what my plans are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what it is, Will? If you're into footy, it's 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 gone from AFL to VFL. They've gone back. They've gone, no, no more interstaters, no more stars, no, none of these mysterious stars from South Australia or WA anymore. We're just doing locals from now on. So, you, kn- oh, you know what? It's, I, I, you know what has happened though, and I've been here to witness it, is that the there was every gig was fucking rammed for a few months, and you're like, wow, this is a new time for comedy in Brisbane. And then I think people are getting to the point now where they're like, oh. We can still go to the beach. Let's do that. So right. it is. I think right. I think there might down. be a, uh, there might be a little bit of from what I hear about Perth is um, people go oh we can finally go out great uh, uh, let's go out three weeks in a row oh no in three weeks we've already seen all of the comics twice mm. so <laughs> yeah they're they're ready. Well, you know what the good ready. news is if you're saying that there's like an initial. You know, desire yeah. just to get out and about and do something so you can sell a lot of tickets. I have realised that I'm currently halfway through my return season of my Melbourne Comedy Festival shows that got rescheduled. They're meant to be on. They were meant to be like last week and this week at the Comedy Theatre, which means that venue is probably still empty, which means if I can get on a plane to Melbourne, I could probably still sell out those shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ten people per space, so it's going to feel yeah. a bit weird, Will, but, you know. I love up here too because I've told I'm coming back in the coming back to Melbourne middle of November and they're like, mate, God, are you ready for a second quarantine? I'm like, man, you could be on fire wearing a suicide vest, and Victoria's like, fucking come in, man, we'll have you. They'll yeah. they'll take anyone. Yeah. <laughs> There's no quarantine yeah. on the Victoria end. Yeah, you'll, you'd probably have better quality COVID than what we've got down here at the moment. You'll probably spruce up the joint with your disease. So, yeah. <laughs> what I think is Western Australia, because they've got an election like next year and McGowan at the moment has like 90% approval ratings or something. Just watch for Western Australia being the one state that just holds out on... Because they've always wanted to secede from Australia anyway, like the West is best and all that sort of stuff. So I actually think that they're just going to keep the wall up. Yeah. I think I think that's I think that's true and like I I think the only thing that's going to stop that is 
you know, the 17th time they've seen the local open micers from Perth. I think comedy is what's going to break them. <laughs> I think they're going to be like, nah, you know what? Uh, you know what? Let's have the little dum dum boys back here. They don't even have to do the podcast. No. We'll even take their stand up at this point. <laughs> I know what's going to get Perth, and that's when they go, all right, we'll open up flights to our sister city, Bali. And then that's yes. when it fucking spreads yes. again. <laughs> yes, that's that's true. Yeah. I reckon, you know what? I reckon the other states in Australia are going to start impersonating the president of Bali and going, Hey boys, come on! We've got half price, uh, half price Bing Tangs. Let's uh, let's get stuck into this. Come over here, and the first round's on us. And they'll go, okay, we'll open up the borders. Ah, fuck, <laughs> fuck! That was Dan Andrews in a wig. <laughs> so you reckon it's more likely instead of Victorian comics being able to go over to Perth to do gigs, it's more likely that there'll be Balinese comics yeah. <laughs> flying over to stuff that to strut their stuff on yeah. the Perth stages. It's like Absolutely. finally the promised land. <laughs> Balinese open micers that, that were sharing the same cells as Chappelle Corby, yeah. Or Chris, or Chris Lilly, Chris Lilly having one more shot at it. He's got, I've still got some makeup, guys. Yes, yes. Sorry, quickly. You know, it hasn't changed in the ten years, boys, and that is I was the guest on the very first episode, and I came in to talk to you, blokes, yes. about Thailand. So good to see you've mm. kept that theme strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, you work that, out what works keep... in the pilot, and then you just keep it going. Yeah, you know, I'm... you just yeah, right. <laughs> I went Frame in. is funny, we man. Hang... Let's we... have him. We... Let's we have des... him keep bursting in in more and more and more outrageous ways yeah. every episode. Yeah, we desperately wanted to keep on <laughs> brand. I thought, you know what, we've got to keep those first twelve listeners, no matter how many times I have to go back to Thailand. <laughs> but I need them to think they're consistent. I need them to be able to trust us throughout the ten years. Yeah. Well, you know how for an anniversary of uh, Seinfeld, they had the Seinfeld cafeteria. They had that set. Or it might have been Jerry's apartment. I can't remember. It was one of the two. And they toured it around so that you could go. Like it actually came to Australia. You could go and sit in the... Like the Seinfeld Cafe or Jerry's apartment. I can't remember what it was. But it was like one of the major sets from the show. And you could go and have that experience. Have you been... Maybe you should have like... There should be like a dum-dum Melbourne pop-up like Thailand experience. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Well, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe construct the 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 Thailand bar that we haven't bought yet in Melbourne first <laughs> to give that a test run. Yeah. That might be <laughs> Yeah, put it in. Uh, it was Jerry's apartment because I remember reading a story about how they had to put a warning on it when you came in. Because people kept fucking up the door by trying to do crazy right. Kramer slides in it, like the door kept <laughs> oh! literally, like the door kept coming off its hinges. So they had to wow. like they had to have security there, like <laughs> telling people don't open the door like a cunt. You know, it's it's funny stuff, but honestly, I, I we like can't the, screw this I like, thing on again. I like the idea of them putting like a blanket over the couch or something because people kept coming in and like jerking off over it. Like, oh, we're just impersonating Mike on the show. No, no, that's Seinfeld, the triple X parody you're thinking of. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I got in trouble because I, yeah, I, I, I slid through the door and then did Kramer's stand up. And they're like, that's very bad. <laughs> You've got to oh. get out of here. <laughs> and yeah, the, that, the, that material is what no, actually blew still, the door off its hinges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also probably similar to some of the material you're seeing at some of those Brisbane oh. gigs you're doing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't seen the clip yet. Okay. You're yeah. a very bad man. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't get to the end, and there's a, an apology on on Letterman. It gets to the end, and it's like, yeah. do you want to get up again next week? That killed. Yeah. That was actually great gear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've moved your next show to Suncorp Stadium. Congrats, you got a statue next to Wally. <laughs> Nick Shooter Cody, Australia's loosest bike. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Will and Nick, thank you so much for uh, being such a valuable part of the show over the years. And uh, Will, thank you for uh, – y- you have done probably more than anyone, I would say, to, to get this show into uh, new listeners' ears and uh, for your invaluable advice uh, along the way. I mean, who could forget the um, – the, uh, the meeting we had in the middle of the street where you told us to put the Patreon read at the end of the episode, for the love of God, stop wasting 45 minutes of people's time before Gosh. the ep has started. And then you, you went the other way and we looked at each other and went, yeah, I think he might have a point. So we thank you yeah. and the listeners thank you. I mean, you. he probably shouldn't take too much credit. That's like someone yelling at someone in the ocean and going, if you're drowning, how about you put your hand up? <laughs> You know, just like stop drinking, yeah. stop but again, drinking, and start again, swimming. <laughs> literally for months, you had not put your hand up, so I felt like I had to step in. Well, yeah, we needed someone to remind us that we had hands, so that's yeah. yeah uh, uh, we couldn't have done it without you. Well, I would like to say thank you for all the great entertainment yeah. you've provided me, and um, I will say that um, I absolutely love this show. I think it's. Like genuinely, when I think of iconic Australian podcasts, this is the first one that I think of. It exists in a world that really didn't exist before podcasting. Like so many shows these days are just things that could actually just ordinarily be on the radio. And I think the one thing we've learned from you guys is that will yeah. never happen. <laughs> so it's nice that it is a very yeah, what- unique like. Yeah. Thing I think it's like super entertaining. I I love being a part of it, and I, I thank you very much. And I'm sorry for my support because without it, it probably would have ended, and you guys would be doing something productive. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boys. So so much fun. Awesome work. And uh, I don't. I'm not going to try and match the beautiful words Will has said, but it, uh, some of my favourite memories in life have been on this show and those trips to Thailand and all around Australia and America with you dickheads. It has, uh, it has been a lot of fun. But Will is right. Um, you'll never hear one triple three five three. Give us a call. Whose dick do you think this cast is made from? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm on Triple M Brisbane. Well, if it could be Tommy. happen anywhere, I would have told you, boys, it would have been here. Yeah, yeah. There'll, there'll never be there'll never be Tommy in a black thunder giving out icy cold uh, black dildos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got your yeah, icy cold Cody's cocks. Uh. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Thank you so much for being part of it. I appreciate it. Thank you. We both do. All righty. Yeah. Two real dum dum club hall of famers. They're up. Mm. They've got a little engraving on the note on the on the little on the little board on the little plaque. Absolutely, HQ. Nick Cody, number one appearance maker mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. of the little Dum Dum Club, was on the first one and has absolutely yep. racked up the numbers over the years. Very, very yep. good friend of the show. Yeah, um, and yep. a, and a pleasure. You know, he's an example of um, to some degree of. Uh, not well. I guess. I guess you could say we helped him out to some some small degree. But it's been lovely to see him grow as a comic and um, as a comedian and, and as a successful comedian. And now he's um, doing full time radio and 
all over the TV yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So lovely to see a good mate make a well-deserved um, venture up the comedy ladder. Um, and yep. and well-deserved, very, very funny, very funny guy and a lovely, a lovely man in comedy, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy, one yep. of our best mates. And, of course, Will Anderson, one of the most uh, generous people in the Australian comedy industry been Absolutely. so good to us over the years always if he's if he's around and he can do it he always does it if you ask him always up for a live show has plugged us so many times on tofop so many times when we ask people how did you hear about the show um the bulk of the answers are from people hearing us be talked about on that show on um, his podcast yeah on his podcast yeah and uh and just yeah so supportive always nice things to say oh. And the king a of like champion. a, like I say, the king of um of getting to the top and coming back for the others, sending yep. the um sending the the bucket down the down the mountain, picking up some more people to bring up. Good on him. Good on him for doing. Yep. Getting up there and doing the right thing by other comedians. Um, an absolute yeah. champ at that. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Thanks on behalf of everyone. But the, yeah, thanks for all your help with this show. And thanks for all the money. Yep. Um, more importantly, <laughs> yep. how much money? <laughs> we should go and work out exactly how much money. Um, we've gotten from Will through the Patreon and then buy ourselves a 10th anniversary gift that is specifically from Will Anderson that correlates yeah. to that value amount. <laughs> he, you know, he, you know what, because he, cause he's always listened to the show. That's the thing. Like it was quite, it was a while into doing the Patreon stuff where we'd be, you know, doing, putting out bonus episodes because I know he listened to it every week. He listened to the normal show every week. I think he sort of started subscribing on Patreon because I would just send him the Patreon episode for free anyway. I think he probably got right. guilty, felt guilty and went, oh, fuck, I'm ah. getting the bonuses every week. I better chip in. I better chip in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I do like that um, idea We if we, yeah, treat ourselves to a, I don't know, a nice meal or something on the Anderson oh, yeah. and we can officially yeah, say you... this is where Will's – yeah, go back through the archives and get the get the actual dollar amount. And then we'll yeah. work out something we can get with exactly that amount and treat ourselves to a tenth birthday present from Will. All right. A Will Anderson <laughs> night. We yeah. we just we 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 design a Will Anderson themed meal and themed night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do, do we? I mean, we could we uh, we could invite him, but you know he doesn't live here anymore. So you know maybe we can maybe we should zoom him during the meal just to give oh, him updates on the Will Anderson meal. Yeah, let him choose we, something off we, the menu. If we, uh, if we, if you work out the amount and it's like it comes in at the cost of two flights to where he is, plus a little bit in change, so it's just like we fly oh. to where he is and then just meet him in McDonald's or something. Yeah, because <laughs> well, that's all that's left in the kitty is just like nine dollars after we buy the flights. <laughs> oh, I, I love the idea of like he's a bit of a hermit, so we just fly into where he is and he's like, "Nah, I got something on actually, boys," and we're just. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, we're doing this for content. <laughs> yeah. I guess we just get a happy meal and a postcard. I guess then. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, well, they've done it is, again. Uh, they've done it again. <laughs> they absolutely mm. have done it again. Bernie's kicked yep. a big one. Um, obviously, no talking dum dum this week because that's basically what we've just been doing in between all these clips. But. Uh, uh, thanks to everyone who took part in this bumper mammoth episode. Thanks oh, should to we, everyone. Should we mm? should we quickly read out five names this week? Um, Peter Peter Warsaw, um, Jeff Kiev, Jeff Kiev. That's two. Mm-hmm. What else is there? Charlie um, Candler. 
Charlie Candler. Yeah, there's three. Um, yep. uh, uh, what, what else would there be? Rick, yes, Rick. Mr. Rick <laughs> why, everything. Why is this taking so long? <laughs> <laughs> and five, let's do let's uh, the fifth one, Mr. Comedy. Okay, there we go. There we go. We've read our <laughs> five names okay. this week. Five yep. names, yep, yep, yep. Yep. Thank you to everyone who's uh, yeah ever been on the show uh, and thank you to you guys at home who listen every week. Um, recommend the show to people, post about it, come to live things, get would involved you on to the socials, that. all that kind of would, stuff. Would love you to. If you, if you can, you know, if you've got a mate that listens to podcasts, you don't have to send them this episode. This may be, you know, this is a lot of fun, this episode, but maybe this is a bit of a celebration episode rather than a first-time episode. So, um, yeah, find your, your favourite episode. A lot of people talk about, like, maybe the one where uh, Charlie Candler went to, you know, uh, Nani has got talent, or maybe mm-hmm. there was, you know, a Costa Million one. Maybe there was the Fiona O'Loughlin and Lawrence Mooney episodes. Yep. Maybe there was We've the Crunchy done, Gate uh, episodes. Um, yep. We've done best of episodes the last at the end of the last couple of years, which are a good little uh, tasting tasting palette, mm. tasting t- t- tasting board of uh, some of the highlights from that year. That's maybe a good place to start out on. But uh, yeah, certainly those ones are all ones that people regularly mention as good starting points. Absolutely. So yeah, look, if you want to give us a tenth birthday present, that would be it. You know, or if you go out and and convert one of your mates to be a listener of this show, you've got a mate that then you get to talk to about you know another thing. Um, every every Wednesday when we drop an episode and it helps us yeah. out. You bring another person to a live show when we come by your town. Um, the bigger we get, the the more we um, make sure that we better do a good job because if no one turns yep. up, we're going to be like, fuck this. And if you ever listen yep. to a live episode where not many people turn up, you will see the correlation <laughs> in quality. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can be out there doing live shows again soon. Um, we, uh, yeah, great to be able to do this. Um, great to be able to celebrate the 10th birthday in some capacity. And, uh, yeah, what else is there to say? We really appreciate everything that you guys at home do. Uh, it really means so much to have people tuning in every week to this dumb bullshit. And, uh, yeah, we never could have... Imagine starting this ten years ago in a in a shitty little community radio station that we would be able to get up to the sort of hijinks that we do now. And the only reason that that's possible is because of people like you at home that listen and get involved every week. Absolutely. So yeah, if there's a, if we can make a deal, we'll keep trying to think of dumber ideas and get make good shows. And we really think we kind of really think that. Why? Well, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Tommy. Hopefully, I can speak for both of us. I kind of think the show just keeps getting better and better. I just I look at the episodes that come out over like you'll look back over the year and go man there was a lot of fucking good ones there, um so I mean the, as as long as you make the deal of keep listening and and get more people into it we'll we'll definitely keep trying to get better and putting out cool episodes and uh and 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 really leaning on some of our friends to waste their time and come in and do our show and exactly and, um, really beg some big name celebrities to lower their standards for an hour or so um but big big thank you to everyone out there and long may all this continue um please no yeah without kidding around we, I, I don't i don't give a fuck about tv and radio and all that bullshit if we can keep this thing going and get to do whatever the fuck we want man that'll do me mm, yeah all right guys let's uh let's wrap it up for another week let's close off a decade and start a fresh one <laughs> from next week uh, thanks, guys. Thanks we're, for We're wiping support. all the running jokes. Next week, there's, yep. it's, we're starting all anew. They're, they're all no gone. That's in the no, yeah. no more guests from here on out. 
<laughs> yeah. Clean slate, a clean break. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a Christian it's a Christian podcast from now on. Um, <laughs> yep. No more swearing, no nothing like that. Let's yep. reboot it. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mate. mate.